Good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. All you uh, freaky deaky people out there. All you finangles and bojangles. It's time for another episode of the Fred Hampton Inn and Suites. Welcome. Welcome. We have a a U-Haul full of good things for you today. I apologize if I am uh, a little bit dazed. I just finished getting punched in the head at the gym. Plenty of uh, plenty of head punching, but I figured, you know, for today's topic, it was probably best that I uh, warmed myself up a little bit for uh, what we're talking about tonight. But hey, everybody, it's uh, good to see you. For those of you who are here live, which right now is just me, baby, welcome. Uh, for those of you who listen later, uh, also welcome. Appreciate you taking a listen. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about a little something that happened this past weekend on June 11th or 10th. Let me see. Well, I know it was June, let's say it was a Saturday, so it would have been June 11th. A little thing that happened. It uh, blew up Twitter for a little bit. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about a a thing that happened uh, this past weekend. Uh, And it's... uh, it was basically a room or a um, a U-Haul full of self-avowed fascists. And I know that sounds crazy. I know that sounds weird. It is a little crazy. It is a little weird. But uh, we're going to talk about it. We're 100% going to talk about it. Um, let me see here. So... How did we get here? How did we get here to this weekend, this past weekend? If you didn't hear, uh, if you weren't on Twitter, if you weren't reading any of the news, uh, on June 11th, 2022, police stopped a U-Haul truck full of 31 people who were members of something called the Patriot Front. Uh, these people were on their way to a uh, LGBT pride event that was happening in Coeur d'Alene. I think that's how you say it, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Uh, now, you may be asking, who are the Patriot Front? Because I, I really hadn't heard of them before. Uh, well, the Patriot Front are, are you ready? Brrr, an American white nationalist and neo-fascist hate group. And I wish I was kidding. Uh, That's how they've been described by the Anti-Defamation League. Uh, That's how they've been described by the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Uh, They're classified as a hate group. And if you read their manifesto, which don't worry, we'll go into it a little bit. um, You'll kind of see that that's not really much of an over-exaggeration at least the white nationalism part, and, you know, also the neo-fascism part. Let's be honest. Let's just be frank here. Um, 
so they were pulled over in a U-Haul traveling to this gay pride event in Idaho. And they were all dressed the same. They all had white face masks on covering their identities or hiding their identities. They were all wearing khaki jeans. They were wearing uh, like blue t-shirts or blue long sleeve shirts. And I believe they had baseball caps. And a lot of them had riot shields and shin guards, like riot gear. And apparently police found uh, in this U-Haul containing these 31 Patriot Front members uh, plans, like uh, basically uh, operational plans, as if they were planning some type of uh, disruption or some type of agitation at this gay pride event, which is wild, (laughs) which is absolutely wild. Uh, the 31 people were arrested. Their names have been released. Their identities have been uncovered. Uh, I believe they were charged with conspiracy to riot. And after the arrest, the Cour d'Alon Police Department has received several death threats and threats of doxing. Uh, for those of you who don't know, doxing are basically, it's a, a catch-all term now for the release of private information about these police officers or about whoever is getting doxxed. Um, so it's kind of an implied threat. Like, hey, we know where you live. We know where you stay. We know who your people be. We're going to get that ass. That's basically doxing. Um, so what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, what's, what's actually happening here? I mean, why do 31 grown men... Uh, decide to basically pretend like they're Project Mayhem from Fight Club and put on identical costumes and try to show up at a gay pride event to start a riot. Why do they have blueprints, like plans? So, you know, this is something that's premeditated. It's not something that's just a spur of the moment. They didn't just all happen to meet up and be like, oh my God, we all have the same outfit. We should totally go to the gay pride parade. That's not what happened here, right? This is an actual plan with the blueprints to go to just a random LGBT pride event. And here's the thing. The Patriot Front is based out of Texas. Most of their members are from Texas, including their leader, their leader who was in the van and who was also arrested. Uh, And I don't have his name here, but I'll get it. But, you know, who cares? Why is this group that is an offshoot of Vanguard America, another neo-Nazi organization that was present at the Unite the Right rally back in 2017. You remember that? The Tiki, Tor- the Tiki Torch people? Yeah, these are an offshoot of those same peeps from the Tiki Torch in 2017 that were shouting Jews will not replace us, which again, in 2017 in America is buck wild, is absolutely buck wild. So what what the fuck is going on here, right? Why are there 31 people in a van trying to disrupt a gay pride rally? So that's kind of been on my mind for the last couple of days. So I've tried to look into this Patriot Front group a little bit. And I came across their manifesto. And they have a website. I would suggest you just don't go to it. There's, it's a bunch of pictures of like George Washington. Like, you remember how America used to be? Remember when, like, blacks couldn't do things and you were still, you know, you still didn't own any land, but you felt better because you weren't black? That's basically their whole website. And I'm not kidding. It's, it's the exact kind of shit that you'd expect of fascism. 
And fascism is basically, you know, if we're just going to kind of describe what fascism sort of is, it's basically like an ultra right wing uh, ideology that focuses heavily on ultra nationalism, an authoritarian state, uh, racism, and sort of a, a racial pride, uh, a belief that basically your race or your group or your sect is just better than everyone else uh, and is heavily tied to a, a partnership with basically ultra capitalism. Um, so it's pretty far, it's, it's pretty out there, right? It's basically saying we want an authoritarian national daddy who runs everything for us and we already belong because we are of the same ilk. And I see we already have a caller. Andrew, I'll get to you in right a second, bud. Don't go anywhere. I just want to read some of this manifesto so we can talk. Um, so here's their manifesto here. This is a Patriot Front. This is their current version. Older versions were more explicitly racist. You can find those online if you want. I mean, they've said things that an African, I mean, like something they've said before was basically like, let me see if I can find the direct quote. Um, we'll go with their current manifesto first, and then I'll give you some of the other iterations. Just so you're not, just so we're clear that this, this is a self-avowed white supremacist group. This isn't actually rhetoric. This isn't uh, catastrophizing or anything like that. Because you'd think that having an ultra-nationalist white supremacist group would be a bad look in 2021 or 2022, especially, right? You'd think that would be a good look, but apparently some people are still into it. But anyway, here's the Patriot Front's manifesto. Let me just start. And again, we're trying to figure out why. Like, why would people do this? What is attractive about it? Here's your manifesto. Let's, let's hear it straight from the horse's mouth. <clears throat> America stands at the crossroads of an era. An uncertain future lies in the hands of a new generation, which has been given a simple choice between sovereignty and subjugation. America suffers under the rule of an occupied government. Tyrants with delusions of infinite power have declared the American people too weak to revolt. The damage done to the nation will not be fixed with the approval of the dysfunctional system, which remains American in name only. Democracy has failed this once great nation. The resurgence of the American spirit will bring with it the death of tyranny. The torch of revolution has been lit. Okay, so let's let's break that down for a second. First of all, a lot of this is fucking just like, what? Like, what are we talking? What is the American spirit? What kind of fucking, like, define your shit, please. Like, what is that? But... When we look at things like America is a democracy in name only, eh, they're not entirely wrong with that, right? Because we're in an oligarchical system where the needs of the people are very rarely, if ever, reflected in our government, in our representative government. So already they're talking about, there are parts of this system that they're looking at and saying this shit ain't working, true, but the American spirit, I don't know what the fuck, how the fuck is that going to solve anything? Aren't we already in the American spirit right now? Isn't that how we got here? Anyway, we'll, we'll continue for a little bit. 
and we won't go over all of it. Don't worry. We'll, but there's, there's parts of it that I think are really interesting to think about because, well, you'll see why in a second. <clears throat> we'll continue. When our pre-Columbian forefathers left their European homes, they found a savage continent. Yuck. Bad look. Totally not cool. Let's continue. They held a variety of purpose, yet against the harsh life on the frontier and the common enemy, in the strange and unexplored reaches of America, it was already explored, and it wasn't that strange to some people, yet to be touched by civilization, yikes, not touched by civilization, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, all this is just, what the fuck are they talking about? But let's continue, all right? They held a variety of purpose, yet against a harsh life on the frontier and the common enemy and the strange and unexplored reaches of America yet to be touched by civilization, they found a common cause and a common identity as Americans. From the varied nations and cultures of Europe, a new nation was forged in the flames of conquest. E pluribus unum was the new creed that bound our people together with their pan-European identity as Americans. To be an American is to be a descendant of conquerors, Pioneers, visionaries, and explorers. Ugh. The unique identity was given to us by our ancestors, and this national spirit remains firmly rooted in our blood. Okay, listen. Come on. This emphasis on the blood? Fucking nuts, right? But here's the next part, which I think... Let me make sure this is the correct... Where is it? We'll skip a little bit. Boom, boom, boom. That's cultural and heritage, blah, blah, blah. American need, blah, blah, blah. Blah, national spirit. We need a new national spirit, yada, yada, yada. I, I thought there was something a little more about, like, ugh. It's okay. The rest of this is just all basically bullshit about virtues and, like, we are the best because because we said so and European blood and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, that first paragraph when they're saying, you know, tyrants with delusions of infinite power have declared the American people too weak to revolt. Some of that I don't disagree with. Right. The dysfunctional system. That remains American in name only. Yeah, the democracy has failed this once great nation. I don't think democracy has failed. I think it's just not a democracy most of the time. Because your choices are always between two people who are going to fuck you the same way, right? Like, and I, I don't mean that lightly. Look, are there differences between Democrats and Republicans? Sure. You can point them out. But when we talk about things like going to war, when we talk about things like providing health care for all citizens, when we talk about things like actually addressing the material concerns and the needs of working people, they're virtually indistinguishable virtually indistinguishable and that democrats talk a big game they talk a lot of that shit but look at what they do look at what they do so you have this group of people who are turning to fascism because they at least in part understand that the system is failing them they understand that we live in a dysfunctional system Yet why are they going to this idea that we need the resurgence of the American spirit? We need the resurgence. Why are they thinking that like blacks and 
apparently with them going to this gay pride event, like the LGBTQ community, somehow these most powerless, most marginalized communities in America are somehow the reason for the degradation. They understand the system is failing, but the only thing that they have to cling to as a solution is the kind of propaganda they've been led to believe about their forefathers, about this country, about how fucking great it is. And look, I'm still kind of patriotic. I know it's fucking weird to hear, and it never sounds like I am. I don't know why I am. I think some of it's probably just like, I was raised here in like, I don't know. I'm, I'm from the country, dude. Like, don't give me too much shit. And I'm sure eventually I'll be just like Shelly and all the harder leftists in the, in the, who are listening right now. And I'll probably change some of that patriotism. But here's the thing. The, the, the solution to them, understanding that the system is failing them, that is true. But their solution is somehow, oh, it has to be the people who have the least amount of power objectively in our society who are causing it. And if we just double down on this so-called American spirit, whatever the fuck that is, then we'll be able to solve it, right? So they, they understand instinctively that something is wrong with this system. But their solutions are the easy ones that come with fascism. Here's an easy one to blame. You don't have to do any work because your blood already makes you better than people. If someone tells you that your blood already makes you better than people, they don't want to put in the work and they don't want you to know the truth. That's it. They want you to feel that sense of acceptance and of purpose that can come from, you know, being a part of a group. But they want you to feel that superiority because they don't want you to actually see the actual problems. Because the actual problems here are that a lot of these people who feel worthless, who know that they're in a dysfunctional system. A lot of these problems are explained by and were explained by Karl Marx and Engels and Rosa Luxemburg, all these motherfuckers who've been writing this shit, who've been like, yo, capitalism eats itself. The imperialism is a threat to us all. Uh, the ability to constantly dehumanize people's lives and make them work even harder and harder for less and less and exploit as much as you can from them to squeeze as much as you can, as much blood from these stones that are people. Uh, that's what makes a system dysfunctional. And then the politicians who are paid off, who are on the median, the median increase for a member of Congress and their increase of net worth, the median increase. So over half of them are increasing their net worth year to year by more than 114%. That's bullshit. They ain't doing that all above board. They're getting paid, which is why they don't represent you. Neither party. And just to be clear, I just want to, I found that quote. This is part of the old draft of the Patriot Manifesto or the Patriot Front's Manifesto. Just so we're clear, they, they are legit white nationalists. This is not me just, oh, bide, you're having a problem, blah, blah, blah. This is, this is a direct quote from their old manifesto, which, you know, they must have had a PR person clean it up a little bit, make it a little more presentable. But here it is. <clears throat> An African, for example, may have lived, worked, and even been classed as a citizen in America for centuries, yet he is not an American. He is, as he likely prefers to be labeled, an African in America. 
The same rule applies to others who are not of the founding stock of our people, as well as to those who do not share the common unconscious that permeates throughout our greatest civilization and the European diaspora. Come on. You know what they're saying? They're saying, hey, crackers only. <laughs> That's what they said. That's all they're saying. They're saying it is what it is. They're like, yeah, you may have been here for a while, African, but you're not of the founding stock. Like a fucking cow or something. Like, so look, the, the second part of this, and then Andrew, you've been so patient. I swear I'll get to you. Give me one more minute and then I'm done. But here's why I'm really concerned. Because with fascism, there's two big elements of it, really, as, as I understand it. You know, aside from the ultranationalism and the the worth by blood and blood alone, there's another element that I think is key. And that element is you need a group or a couple of groups to blame for all your problems. You need a scapegoat. You need an easy answer for the masses to say, look, you know why you've lost your place in society? Because these people have taken it. In the Holocaust, it was the Jews. It was other people, too. You know, gypsies. Uh, they weren't too fond of blacks, so I hear. <laughs> but the Jews, mostly, right? Which, it's not the true answer. Because that answer is ridiculous. Any amount of digging will show you sort of the, 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 the reasons that led to Germany's downfall post-World War I. They're well known. And the same here. We know a lot of the reasons why America's system is dysfunctional. But you need a scapegoat because people understand and they realize that something is wrong with the system and you need an explanation for it. Now, why I mentioned, you know, the LGBTQ community in particular is because I am starting to very much believe that they are being set up as the scapegoat, the main one, as a primary target for some of this fascism to take place. And I know that might seem a little, I mean, to some of you that might not be surprising. To me, it, it really is. Because I really didn't see it coming. Because, you know, I'm not a member of the LGBT community, you know. Um, I, so, so and, and, I too fell into this 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 um uh, like pattern in this trap of buying into the fact that a lot of the LGBTQ stuff that we're talking about now is culture war. But when you really look at it, it's not. It's not. It's it's ma materially affecting people's lives hard. And so when I look at things like the "Don't Say Gay" bill in Florida, when I look at things like even this. Out this uh, forthcoming decision that is set to overturn Roe v. Wade, where they specifically attack Lawrence versus Texas, which was the, the ban on anti-sodomy laws, which found that, you know, two gay men, basically it's a Supreme Court case to where the Supreme Court said that it, uh, because you have a constitutional right to privacy, uh, the state has no business in making a law outlawing a consensual relationship between two gay men in their home. That's basically what that says. But that's under attack in the new decision overturning Roe v. Wade. They specifically mention it. And they specifically overturn Roe v. Wade by saying that the Constitution has no right to privacy. Well, if the Constitution has no right to privacy, then what happens to all those other cases 
like Ogerfell, which is what legalized gay marriage, and also um, Large v. Texas, cases that are based on that right to privacy. So it's going to make it easier for the state to actually make an anti-gay law, just straight up, right? And then when I look at things like the amount of shit that trans people get is fucking insane to me. It's fucking nuts. And when you, especially when you start to notice that there are never really trans people in those conversations. And when they are in those conversations, they've been handpicked by people like Matt Walsh and by people who already have an agenda against trans people. Like just perfectly handpicked to put out a message, some kind of propaganda or something. And I'm, I'm worried. I'm legitimately worried. And I guess I want to open up the lines to see, you know, what do you think? Should we be worried? Because it's a little fucking crazy to me that 30 people, and I know it's just 31 people, and the Patriot Front has, you know, apparently never really had more than 200, 220 members. But when you're organizing to attack a gay pride rally, for what? For what? I think we really have to be careful here. I really, really think we have to be careful here. And, you know, I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, are you a member of the Patriot Front? <laughs> Please don't be. Please do not. I do not want to hear it. But uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. Thank you. That's, that's that. Uh, Andrew, you've been waiting so patiently. I'm going to go ahead and take your call. All right, Andrew, if you want to go ahead and unmute yourself uh, and go ahead and speak. Hi, uh, can you hear me? Am I clear? Yeah, I can. Yeah, loud okay. and clear. Uh, um, so I just wanted to uh, add in some things that I've noted about this. Um, so first is that um, there's a, there is an FBI office in Coeur d'Alene. There's a new FBI office, and there's only 50,000 people in Coeur d'Alene. And so in my opinion, that's a pretty outsized uh, office and um, sure. Also, Jimmy Dore has a really good segment, uh, comedy segment on this topic that came out today, and I agree with his analysis, which is that this is uh, most likely a psyop. I mean, it seems kind of um, like you know, just the the way that it was put together seems really odd. And uh, Jimmy Dore breaks that down really well. And um, I agree with his analysis on that, which is that these people are probably a psyop to take up the news cycle, you know, because like you said, the, what we're dealing with here is fascists. And so, right. and, and these fascists, um, a lot of times they're being paid. And so in my opinion, yes, these are probably fascists and they're probably being paid by, um, you know, by these sort of organi federal organizations like the FBI. And uh, what this reminds uh, some of us of, like Jimmy had mentioned on the show, is that when the FBI kidnapped the mayor of Michigan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 And, um, yeah. Anyways, do you want to say something? I, I've got a list. I'm just well, going yeah, to I guess for those of you who don't know, I, I assume most of the listeners know, um, but uh, Governor Whitmore of Michigan, 
there was a plot during sometime in like 2019 or 2020, but the FBI announced that they had uncovered a plot to uh, of a bunch of people. Uh, I think they were all white men who were planning to kidnap Governor Whitmore, who was at that time the governor of, of Michigan. Uh, kidnapper and they had a whole plan for it and yada yada and it turns out that like at least 50 percent of the so-called people involved in that plot were either fbi informants or agents who were again coming up with the plot and and look this is not entirely crazy in any kind of way if you look at american history right uh not i mean look at just let's just go back to 9-11 and some of the people who uh the fbi incriminated then when they basically developed entire plots and targeted young loner Muslim men to carry them out. I think one of the people who was targeted by the FBI or the CIA or the NSA at that time had intellectual disabilities and they were just leading him on to basically commit a, a bombing. So this is not entirely out of pocket. Um, but Andrew, if you want to, you can go ahead and unmute, but just for a little backstory, if you want to continue. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just finish uh, my list. I, um, yeah. And then, so I guess to me, it just seems like they're trying to take up the news cycle. I mean, we all know about Snowden and how the FBI is surveilling everyone. Right. And it seems kind of weird that, um, they wouldn't have, well, I don't even, it, there's just so many weird things about this story. And, and the thing, one of the stories that they might be trying to hide is Mason gate, which is, uh, the leaks about the MI6, a uh, person who's started an operation to take down like the gray zone and uh, through uh, media cutouts, which uh, is, I, I've added a link in the, in the conversation there because, okay. uh, because um, like there's other things in the news cycle like like that, like Mason Gate, that they're you know they're definitely nobody's going to talk about. And so I was wondering, like, what are they trying to cover up? Like, you know, that's kind of where mind my mind is going is like, okay, so they created this this news story. Let's let's just like hypothetically like say that it's a given that that this is like uh, to cover something up, like to to take up the news cycle. Like, what is what else is going on in the news cycle? Well, so, I, I, I think, I look, so I'm not, you know, although I do, I, I, so by trade, by trade, I'm an attorney, right? So I don't ever rule out anything until I see some hard evidence, right? So this being a PSYOP, it's possible. It, it's possible and it's not unprecedented. And the FBI has done things recently to kind of justify its own funding and existence. That's all true, Right. I think where I get a little worried is that when I look at things too, like the don't say gay bill. And when I look at things like this, um, you know, uh, decision that's coming out, that's still overturning Roe v. Wade. I, I don't think all of it's a psyop. Uh, I don't think all of these events are a psyop. And I do, I do think that whether it's just because people want political points by having a culture war, or whether there's, you know, I, I'm not even necessarily saying that there's a coordinated action. I do think there's a lot of weird anti-LGBTQ stuff that's happening now. And if this is a PSYOP, then it's a PSYOP. I'd actually feel a lot more at ease if it were. 
I would feel better about it. But we don't know yet. I don't know. The Patriot Front seems like a real group. Uh, They have a, a longer history than this. They've been around since, again, 2017. And there are other real groups that they're associated with that actually exist and that believe in similar things. Um, now it's possible that maybe they're trying to cover up a story or something like that. But honestly, here's, here's what I think too. Um, I think sometimes when the FBI does a psyop, they're not necessarily trying to cover up any other story or or cover up the news cycle, because let's be honest, the, the news cycle covers up itself. They, especially mainstream media with access journalism and with, with, uh, you know, their tendency to just tow party lines and basically put out propaganda. Uh, I don't think they need the FBI's help to create a bigger story. My guess, if it were a PSYOP, and again, we don't know. So until I see evidence, I'm, I'm 50-50. Well, I'm, I'm, I think it's, I, I guess I'm more 60-40, if I'm being honest. I probably think it was more real. Um, but, you know, any evidence could change my mind. But some of the times when the FBI would do stuff like that, it's simply to justify its own existence. Really, it's only to say, hey, we're doing something. And the thing that makes me think maybe not a PSYOP here is because, again, it's the Corps de, um, uh, what's the name of the town? Corps de something French? Corps de all? Whatever it is. The Corps de Lane, yeah. Yeah, okay. Corps de Lane, yeah. Uh, it was actually the Corps de Lane police that busted this, right? Uh, off of some tip of someone saying, hey, I saw a bunch of grown men that look like a little army. <laughs> Those are his exact words, a little army getting into a U-Haul. Uh, so usually when the FBI has like a PSYOP or something like that, they're making the bust, right? Because they want to justify their own funding and their own existence. Here it's a local police department. I don't think they set that up, right? Um, so again, I'm, and, you know, I haven't heard Jimmy Dore's segment, so I don't know all the evidence and everything, too. Um, and I do know that Jimmy tends to – he tends to mistrust everything so much that, you know, he – sometimes he's like, well, it's obviously not a PSYOP or, or it's obviously a PSYOP or something. But, uh, again, that's not, that's not impossible. But I would think that if it were a PSYOP, the FBI would want direct credit for stopping it uh, because that way they get more funding – they kind of justify their own existence. Uh, the fact that, you know, the Cordelon police uh, actually stopped this uh, makes me a little more 60-40 that, that it's real. But, Andrew, I see that you jumped off. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, next up, we got Blotty. 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 Hi. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? Pretty good. How are I'm, you, sir? Uh, so involved here calling different apps. I do believe, believe it or not, I'm going to agree with you in something. It is a psyop. You everything so? that the government, yes, everything the government does is a damn psyop. Uh, I'm not saying that these killings of kids, uh, didn't happen. No, I'm not going to be like Alex Jones or anything like that. They do happen, but there's a reason to push laws. Now, what is what Congress is trying to push? The equality rights bill for gays, mostly minorities, uh-huh. but mostly gays. So who, they're who, going who to need to, the, the equality rights bill. That's the one that they're trying to push next. It's called the uh, right. e- Equality Rights Bill. Yeah, that's mostly for the, for the for the for the gay up. community, LGBTQ. So I'm thinking, in order to to put pressure, you gotta cause again. It goes back to Hegelian dialectic. 
You cause a, a, a basically frustration, a war, a scene, an event. People start decrying. We need help. We need the government. The, the, the very government that arranged all this comes in as savior to save you. So that's, that's what they're, the government is known every time. Again, they're doing this with the, with the guns, which should have been done a long time ago, but they're doing this with the guns. But they're doing now in order to push more gay rights, in order to push and finally, finally convince people you need the equality rights. They have to create an event to create a pressure. To create the pressure that they need so people will not think twice or debate it. They'll just say, yeah, the, the gays are under, are under attack, LGBTQ, transgender, that lesbians are being attacked, they're a scapegoat, boom, they'll just put it out there. Without questions, they'll write whatever they want on it. They have to do this in order to get that through. And they do this in other senses. It's, it's true what you were saying too. In order for the FBI to keep funded and, sure. and, 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 uh, for the existence to, 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 so, you know, so they, so they could continue to exist as a, you know, legal body of, you know, FBI, uh, mm-hmm. basically federal police. They have to do this. So they have to constantly create. Whereas where the real scenarios where they happen in other areas, they could care less. So they'll get a bunch of fascist, white, racist, uh, patriot, fascist, patriot, front group, whatever. Any, any, any whites will do. And they'll create a scenario. Here, we saved you. Okay, so you're worth being around. Why didn't they do that with Uvalde uh, children before they got gunned down? I mean, there's a lot well, of things. I think, you know, I, I think that ahead. brings up because some of this stuff happens randomly and then people capitalize on it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, do, I do think this. Like, as someone who – I haven't worked in the government. I have a lot of friends who have worked in the government in, you know, their U.S. attorneys, people from law school. Uh, I do think that – Nowadays, okay, here's my, I'm going to put all my cards on the table. While I do think, look, is that possible? Sure. It's possible that this is all, that everything's a psyop to push something. But if you knew some of the people who are actually in the government, some of the fucking dysfunction that they have, some of the idiots who actually run shit, I don't think they have a grand plan. I really don't. I think it's a lot of little fuckers who want to gain power for themselves, a lot of them individually. They want to increase their net worth. A lot of them are very corrupt. A lot of them want a pat on the back for being important and being a a person who's a member of U.S. history. And they don't actually, they're actually pretty bad at a lot of this shit, you know? I think sometimes with these plans, we give the government too much credit. Because, I mean, like, look at the guy who got elected president. Like, look at Joe Biden. Does that seem like a guy with a fucking plan? To you, like just generally, the guy's barely there. Right. And I mean, like, I I think that we we almost when we when uh, again, I'm not against theories like that, because, look, if you want to go see the government at its like some of its fucking worst, go look at Cointelpro. Go look at the shit they did to the Black Panthers. Honestly, you want an actual conspiracy? That's a motherfucking documented ass conspiracy. Go look at like the. um. The shit, what, what's that situation? They're doing all that weird LSD experiments and shit, and we only found out about it because... You mean like MKUltra, that kind MK of thing? MKUltra, like all that shit. Yeah. Go look at that experiment where they're like, yo, lady, you need to jack off this dolphin because we need to know its secrets or whatever. Like, that's, a, that's all government-sponsored shit, and some of that is, like, wild. It's just wild, and it's real. But with this, I do think, look, I, I think two things here. One, uh... In my opinion, if you believe in human rights, there's not a way to get around 
that gay people also get rights, period. You know, they get the same rights as everyone else. So if that means you're pushing something in Congress or whatever, like it should just be like, if you got to fight for humanity, then you have to fight for all of us. You have to, especially in a system where elites are constantly squeezing us. They are constantly uh, uh, taking more and more of our hard-earned dollars through our labor, and they're constantly robbing us because our only power, our only power in fighting back against the government really comes through our mass movement. And our mass movement has to be one that demands that either demands that our government recognize our humanity and gives us that power or that has to be taken or we take it. But either way, we, we only do that together. So when I see a group that is, you know, when I see don't say gay bills, which are clearly a way for, for Ron DeSantis to kind of do some more virtue signaling to, you know, show like the anti CRT sort of crowd and stuff like that. And, and to cause a big commotion over, what most people see as culture, but which is actually going to affect the lives of our fellow citizens, like people, like actual people, then I, I, I don't see that as a conspiracy. I see that as a failure of, of our government to recognize our humanity. And it's a, it's, 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 you know, if it was just, look, if it were just this event, Blotty, if it was just this Patriot Front event, right? then I would be more skeptical. But really the things that bother me even more than this Patriot Front event are this this new decision coming out of the Supreme Court that's going to overturn Roe v. Wade. And I've read most of it and I've read through it. I, I you know, to me, if if I'm a constitutional lawyer on, on, the, on the right somewhere, I'm thinking that Justice Alito just served me up a softball, like a, a slow pitch to bat the hell out of any gay rights by attacking but, it on the let, same ground. Let, let me ask attacked. you, Bryce. Let, yeah. let me ask you, Bryce. Why do you think they're going to go, if they said they're not going after gays, they're not going after LGBTQ, the thing right here is strictly Roe versus Wade. So why do you think that they're actually going after LGBTQ community? In yes, what sense? I, I, I think that's a good, that's a, a fair point, Blotty. And here's why. Because I like to read, I, I look, uh, in in law school too, especially constitutional law, you're really taught to read between the lines. To me, when Justice Alito goes out of his way to specifically mention Lawrence v. Texas and Ogerfell in the decision, that's leaving a little trail of breadcrumbs. And even though he's saying those things aren't under attack right now, with the way they just attacked Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, which again, as Kavanaugh said himself, himself is precedent upon precedent. I don't think, I wouldn't put it past them. I honestly would not put it past them. And I, I mean that. I'm not just trying to be sensationalist. And look, uh, 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 minds can actually disagree on this, right? But to me, to specifically mention those cases and attack the grounds with which those cases are based, that's, a, that's an issue. That's a red flag to me. Like, that's a red flag. And look, like, I don't, we could talk all day about the right to privacy, how it's not explicitly stated in the constitution. I don't think it's a bad right to read into the constitution. I don't think that's a bad reason. And if we're going to talk about shit, that's not in the constitution, let's talk about judicial review. The power that judges have 
to analyze the Constitution and determine what the Constitution means and says, that power is not in the fucking Constitution. They gave themselves that power. One of their first cases out. That's, um, what, what is it? Marshall. Um, Judge, Justice Marshall's case. I can't remember what it is, but um, Mar- uh, Ma- Madison versus Marbury, I think, or Marbury versus Madison, where the, the, the court itself said that they had the sole power of judicial review to determine what the law is and what it says. Um, that's not in the Constitution. So it's weird when people like this. It's, it's weird to me because the court is simultaneously saying that, well, if a power is not explicitly in the Constitution, then we don't have it. And the power that they're using to even say that is a power that's not in the fucking Constitution, which to me is bonkers. Like, sorry, your reasoning is bad. If that's the case, then fuck the Supreme Court. We don't need to listen to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but isn't isn't the power of the Supreme Court like any other federal and state court? You know, the sole discretion of, of uh, that part of branch of government. In this case, uh, obviously, the Supreme Court. They hold that there's some things in law that are that are not expressed. Uh, Correct. But they're implied. They say they're implied. So, well, like, for example, the like thing. Uh-huh. The, 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 the question, I, I think that's correct, Vladi, but the question is, who gets to read that implication? Who gets to interpret what that implication is? Now, nowhere in the Constitution does it say that that power rests with the courts. Nowhere. So the case that they actually get that power from is Marbury versus Madison. When Justice John Marshall gives the court that power in that decision. And we've all just kind of gone along with it since, because at times you could argue, I mean, like, look, I don't think it's ever really worked when you look at it, but there's no doubt that when the Supreme Court rules on something and Congress and the president have differing views, even though that power is purely symbolic that the court has, like 99.9% of the time, the other, whether it's Congress or the president, whoever's been ruled against, just goes along with the Supreme Court ruling. And sometimes that works. You know, sometimes that actually keeps your system going. So that, but that power that judges have is actually not in the Constitution. The, to read the, to read in between the law, to read the implications of a law is actually not a power granted to the courts. So I have a huge problem with a court that now says, well, the right to privacy is not explicitly in the Constitution. And even though a lot of people who are smarter than us, who came before us, who sat in these very same seats, have affirmed over and over again that the right to privacy is in the Constitution, we're actually smarter and we're going to take that away from you. I think that I think this is one of the, you know, on the Roe v. Wade overturning, I think it's one of the stupidest decisions that they could possibly make for maintaining their own power. Because honestly, like, when you are when you are basically shitting on every other court that came before you on this on the same topic, when you're basically saying we don't need to respect precedent, we don't need to respect stare decisis and whatever's not explicitly in the Constitution means you don't have that right. And by the way, we're doing that by having by using a right that's not explicitly in the Constitution. You're, you're kind of making people realize that their power is bullshit. It's made up. Okay, that's understandable. I mean, the the whole thing with Roe v. Wade is gonna it's going to set a new precedent. The thing is, how is it gonna end up? Let's say the. Oh, bloody! Are you there? You're cutting out a little bit. Using the federal power, but at the state level, there's already 37 yeah. states. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm here. You now. Yeah. Hello, 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 hello. 
Okay, so basically, there, there's already 37 states. Oh, no. You're cutting out again, Vladdy. I don't know if it's just me. Can everyone else hear him, or is it just me? Oh, no. Hello. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Uh, yeah, here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear Yes. You. Yes, I can hear you. So, so basically, the the court, the court, okay. if if uh, if the oh oh no, <laughs> fuck! <laughs> I think I think it's a psyop. Actually, I think someone's trying to silence you right now, Bloody. It's, it's literally, sorry, I can sorry. hear you. I can hear you at times. <laughs> I went out. It is a CIA. But. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it's MI5 <laughs> and MI6 involved yeah, together with the know. CIA. I can. No, but yeah. can you hear me? Let's try one more time. Okay. So, so, so what I'm saying is if, if it goes back to the 50 states and 37 already said, they, or I think 36 said, we're not, we're not going to allow abortion, then that means okay. that leads between 14 and 13 to do whatever do they want. So I, to self-determine as a state. Whether they want yes, to, what yes, kind of abortion they want to carry. This goes back to some a concept called the tyranny of the majority, and the tyranny of the majority is basically the concept that there are some uh-huh. human rights that people should just have that should not be democratically decided. Um, for example, you know, um, back in the day, if we would have just had votes on can black people and white people get married, uh, in a lot of states they would have made that illegal and made it punishable. Do we think that's actually okay? Do we think that actually promotes freedom? Do we think that actually promotes and, 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 and um, respects someone's liberty and autonomy? I would say, fuck no, absolutely not. There are no, of course, that's where, you need, that's where you need the federal government to step in and make it uh, uh, the, you know, the law of the land, where exactly. you know, it's not immoral to marry whether you're black or white or inter- interracial, whatever group you want to marry. There's nothing wrong with that. Just like there's nothing wrong with being, uh, it's not immoral to be black, right? Or for that matter. So they're going to give them that freedom. So it has to be at that level where they determine, and then the states from there they take. Because remember, there were some states that didn't comply immediately. That you know, with, with all the rulings, with all the seg- with all the laws of segregation, you had George Wallace in the what was it, the 50s, 60s? He didn't want to allow right, right. blacks Second in the schools. Yeah. So why did he take so long? Forever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and stuff like that. I mean, that's horrible. It's like every state wanted to do their own thing when it yeah. was already said law that you cannot segregate blacks. Well, that's what I'm saying with Roe v. Wade. Then that's why I don't agree with overturning it. Is because they're opening that up, and with the how ineffectual our federal government is right now, and with the failures of people like the Obama administration to actually legislate Roe v. Wade into law when they had the opportunity, um, you're now going to have a bunch of states, and you already see it, a bunch of states that are absolutely willing to take away someone's bodily autonomy, who are absolutely willing to outlaw it and criminalize it. And I see a similar trajectory. Well, uh, here's, here, here's what I'll say. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all that we start seeing heavier anti-LGBT laws. And I think that should, even if, look, even if you as a person don't care about the issue, if you care about humanity, if you care about actual liberty, I don't see a way to get around fighting. Well, 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 by, 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 let me, let me give you my take. I worked with the LGBT for five years at Starbucks. 
Mm-hmm. Good for good and bad. I, I made friends. I made enemies. I mean, I I look at an individual. Okay, how they I respect people. They respect me. Uh, mm-hmm. Some accept you. Some don't accept you. Whatever the case, right? What I see is don't make super laws. Make equal laws for everybody. Doesn't matter where you come from, what race, what color, what religion, what creed, whatever. It's the same rules apply. And let's say a gay does a, a crime against anyone. Don't don't give them a lesser a lesser a lesser um. Yeah, uh, punishment. Uh, you know, well, that kind of that kind of happened when. Let me give an example, and I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm just I want to be open and and, and the discussion. That there was this guy, uh, trans trans guy. He was having a conversation in a in a program with uh, Ben Shapiro. He didn't like what Ben Shapiro said, so he grabbed him from the neck. Yeah. When when Ben when Ben Shapiro said, "Can anything be done?" They told him that he was basically a minority protected group. That is what is what people are fighting. I, Wait a I minute. They I, go ahead. Go ahead. But listen. But 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 we have examples of people who are on television or in these sort of situations who hit people and grab people and do everything every day and they don't get any consequences or the consequences come way later. Right. Like, yeah. look at all the people in Hollywood who got away with what they were doing for so long. Right. Look at fucking Will Smith going up and slapping a guy on national uh, television exactly. and nothing happened. He still got his Oscar. He was there for the rest of the night. Like, so I don't think, I think taking a particular example of something like that and trying to make an entire narrative out of it is yeah. more propaganda than it is fact. And when we're talking about protections of the law, equal protection of the law, then I don't see how in that situation the law wasn't equally applied because we also choose not to punish people sometimes when we could. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, well, and, well, well, we're now with, for example, by with uh, mm-hmm. with uh, George Soros, you know, uh, DAs. One of them just got knocked out in San Francisco. The next one, hopefully, is going to get knocked out here. Who who really don't punish people, and that's not a, a thing against LGBT. This is in general. Who who yeah. don't punish all these the the black kids that are going around a flash mob again, not against black, but that are obviously they're flat, uh, black kids running into Macy's, coming in at twenty, robbing them, and then grabbing everything in a flash mob, which is basically almost impossible to control. They don't have enough security for that. But they what? they run out the store, but uh, but you don't yeah. prosecute. Then what happens there? No, I I understand that, but that first that's a deeper conversation in a lot of ways, and we can get into that uh-huh. on another episode in particular because uh, you know, personally, um, as far as like laws and deterrence and punishment, there's not a lot of correlation between actually lowering crime and making prosecuting more often. There's there's a, a, there's actually not very good data to. In fact, there's a lot of data to support against that. I know that sounds weird to think about, but like that's that's the truth on the data point. And then, you know, like I think it's like already in big cities, it's, you know, nine out of 10 property theft crimes already just go unsolved. So now we're seeing them more blatantly on, you know, on videotapes and stuff like that. But like, you know, like I live in Chicago. Cops here don't give up. If I literally had a friend who was assaulted in the street the other day, some guy came up behind her. uh like grabbed her and spit on her and like called her a racist for some reason, which is really weird. But like, and I'm pretty sure uh, your friend is not away, anything like that. The cops and the cops are like, well, yeah, no, my, my friend, I mean, like she's just this cool black lady who's just, you know, just chilling, having her fun. Um, but you know, like shit, it was some just random crazy guy. And they're like, yeah, we're probably not going to find him. And it's just, I mean, usually it's like, it's like, it's something like nine out of 10 property crimes already don't go 
solved. And I do think, look, I, I, I think there's a risk. This is the last thing I'll say about that San Francisco DA who was ousted. I think that's more a political opportunism that it actually is uh, a sign that his policies aren't working or that like we don't need criminal justice reform to be, to be just frank with that. Because I think, I mean, like, look, even all the prosecutors I know will tell you how fucked up this system is like, really, really there's, there, there is an over criminalization element. There's an element of uh, over policing, both in the jobs that we expect police to do uh, and the kinds of things that they address. Um, there's not a lot of correlation between actually lowering crime and punishing harder or prosecuting more people. You know what? There is a good indication for lowering crime, giving people money. I'm not joking. Like when you bring people out of economic destitution, honestly, the data just shows that people don't want to commit crime as much. Or here's, here's this. If you give people more to lose, if people actually have something to lose by like, smack at some dude in the face on the street or something like that. They're like, you know what? I got a good job. Uh, my family is good. I'm good. I'm just going to let it go. Like, do you know how much better I got when I got a little bit of money next to me? You know how much of a little shit, like I stopped being when I could pay my rent on time. Like those are the things that you actually need to do to lower crime rates. But no one wants to talk about that because it takes power and it takes money out of the hands of the people who have that money and exploit people and depend on that exploita- exploitative system to profit. And it puts it in and, the hands of the people. And they don't and, want to talk and, about that. They want to talk and about I know, I, I know it's heavily politicized. I, I agree with you, Vaid. Yeah. I agree with you. It's heavily politicized. I know the, pro- it's, the pro- pro- problem with, with what I mentioned is far beyond the scope of this uh, podcast, sure. this program. Obviously, because it also, since I did mention black people, um, nothing personal against them. I have a lot of black friends, that, which I love. Uh, the thing is, it's a cultural <laughs> thing and it's a family thing, you know? Yeah, but it, I it, think it, some of that too, like some of that data is just wrong. I like, for example, yeah. the absent black father, right? The absent black yeah. father, it's actually been shown that when having the opportunity to participate in their children's lives, black fathers on average participate more than white fathers do in their own children's lives. So it's not like a cultural black men don't want to be there for their families. It's that a lot of these communities, number one, were over-policed, were given um, mandatory minimum sentences for very similar drugs, you know, the crack versus cocaine uh, debate that happened, the 10 to 1 ratio, even though coca- yeah. uh, crack is a much less potent drug. Let, uh, let, let me let, let, let me make a correlation. What, what, what last thing about that? Let, let me make a correlation. The last thing just about um, policing. You can look at the the crime rates for all these different races and all these different people. Right. And I know that's not the best marker of like cultural, whatever, because race is kind of a made up concept. And so you're just looking at people's skin or whatever. And it's like, all right, sure. But like crime rates for most crimes, except for violent, uh, I think it's like some kind of violent crime um, are pretty stable across different races. They're pretty comparable, but the policing rate of, of black people in particular and the degree to which they're charged with crimes is greater. And here's the thing, even in like double blind sort of studies, um, people, whenever you account for all externalities, other factors that could factor into a judge's decision to sentence someone, judges will sentence black people. And it's been shown even black judges will, will sentence black people for longer sentences 
than their white peers when their records are comparable. These are people with similar or almost identical criminal records when the crimes are comparable. And it's something that actually we've been having a lot of discussions about in the law field because the data has become so undeniable now that you're not going to find very many judges who are going to disagree with that. So that's like, these are just like, I, I, uh, you know, uh, this will be the last thing I say. And then, you know, probably jump to Shelly uh, or Rika. You can, you know, I know. Get, let get me, let me, let me say one more, but, let me we'll say one more thing and I'm yeah, gone. Go I promise 30 seconds. The correlation be- between the, the infestation of drugs in the black community, CIA, that's already yeah. been proven. And second, the PSYOPs, put them together. Our government's working against us. Nice talking yeah. to you, Biden. You're a great yes. person, man. Talk thank to you, you so again. Much, Vladi. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. All right, we're going to go ahead and take the next caller. You know her. You love her. She's going to make us all into the next great, uh, probably Chinese or communist empire. She's the best. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Shelly. Hello. Hi. Hello. Woo, Hi. Shelly, it's go. getting like really fucking performative. So um, I just want to say like, yeah. so Bide, I will have to agree with Andrew and Blotty. Okay. In that yeah. I do actually think that there is. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> that, Keep there, going. that there are some psyop elements to it. Okay. Um, and, you know, you've kind of said, you know, you can see that. Okay. I think now the Patriot Front, from my research into the Patriot Front, the limited mm-hmm. research I've done, they legitimately started out as a white nationalist organization. And I'm sure some of their core members absolutely hold that ideology and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I think over time it has become infiltrated. And I can tell you that, I, I mean, this is what the government does it infiltrates extremist groups. And by the way, communists are considered extremists. Yep. Like the communist party of the USA, the CPUSA has mm-hmm. been infiltrated for years. And, you know, they always have these actors that come out and put people in a bad light. Mm-hmm. If this was a psyop, if it was, I do not think that it's necessarily about, I think, and I kind of mentioned it in the comments earlier, I think that the Uvalde incident um, really kind of shook people's faith in the police and the state as the major purveyor of violence. Interesting. And so Interesting. I think, if anything, the PSYOP is intended to restore general Interesting. Oh, fuck. in the police. Don't now. fucking convince me just on motives. Like, don't come on. Right. I still need evidence. Look, that's a good. Well, one of their motive. one of their megaphones just... had okay. one of their megaphones was FBI property. Okay, what? How? How do we know that? What does that mean? There exactly? was just a picture, and and then also, I have never seen anybody, any like extremist group that the police potentially arrests and stuff. I've never seen them have let them keep their masks on they took them off eventually they did they, take they, them they, off they put them down on the ground at first right like but um, all the big all of the big media stuff was their masks are on they zip tied yeah. them with their gloves on uh, so you can their masks on. yeah yeah yeah, yeah like, you're right that's some of those things like some of those things are weird now i'm that sure is weird that not every single individual in there was a fed like I'm, I'm sure that's not the case, 
But I, I think it's more about restoring faith in policing. Holy in shit. So that you have all of these like fucking shit libs that sit there and they go, well, I mean, they did kind of fail at protecting those children, letting their heads get fucking blown off. But thank God they're, they're protecting us from fascism. Is, is kind of now. Okay. What we have to recognize, we can call, we can criticize something, we can look at something as a psyop. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that there isn't a threat to minority populations and gay people. And I do think that the legal threat is much more important because you're talking about not just a single group of individuals being attacked by kind of like some extreme, some extremists. You're talking about long-term downwind effects right. on that community. And so right. I think that that really is, that really is more important um, it, so let me, let me hear what you think about that. Like, no, I, well, look from a reasoning and motivation standpoint, that is absolutely chilling and it makes a lot of sense, right? From a motivation. If, if, if look, if this is court and you're like, what's the motive you have convinced me on the motive, right? I, that's a good ass motive. Um, now I'm biased because you know I'm I'm a little a cab here, and I, like everyone else, was was horrified by the by the police generally, but also by their 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 cowardice, their inaction, their ineffectiveness. Every part of Evolve is a complete failure. Um, so restoring faith in police would be a good motive. I. I'm not disagreeing with that. Does that prove it? Does that necessarily convince me? I'm now more like, you know, I started off 60-40. I didn't think it was a PSYOP. I'm now at 60-40 or probably 70-30 the other way, generally. But again, I want to see some some evidence. Because the thing that kind of gets me about it, too, is why Idaho? Why uh, this totally different police department? Is it just because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter? And here's the thing. If it's a PSYOP, like, here, here, here's where, what I'll say. If it's a PSYOP, I don't know if the core day Alan or Alain police know it's a PSYOP. I think they were just tipped off. It actually made a thing. Because you, like, here's the thing with, like, once you get down the conspiracy rabbit hole, is like, it's so rare for someone not to break. Like, you push enough you get enough records, it's, it's, it's hard to keep that going. It, it legitimately is difficult. So if, if, here's what I think if it was going to be a sign-up. If I'm in the office and I'm designing it, and I say, look, okay, um, we need to restore faith in police. We're going to go ahead and stage a Patriot Front ruling. We're going to make a couple random calls in to police officers in that area, and they're going to make a bust. The end. You don't let the police in on it. You don't let them know that it's an advertising opportunity. You just want them to do police stuff. That's it. So you go, you call that, you, you call it in, you, you create a smaller circle of people who actually have knowledge about the event. So you keep your circle of trust easy. And if the police testify, if they start talking about the, the arrests, they say, look, we got a tip and we went and made an arrest. And that's still going to have the same effect of increasing people's uh, or restoring people's faith in police. But 
that being said, you know, I, I just, I do worry because there's a tendency to look at a lot of things like psyops. And when I look at the other things that are, that are going on with against the LGBTQIA whole community right now, it's like, it makes some sense, but I mean, you, from a motive standpoint, that's that's pretty fucking convincing, Shelley. Is there anything else like regarding oh, the yeah. event? Yeah, I mean, I or? can. Oh, I can do plenty. Yeah, let's get into um, it. Fuck it. So, so what I'm as far as like, and I hear you. What what mm-hmm. you're talking about as far as like it being, I agree. But what I'm trying to say is, I'm just trying to say that like I think that focusing on the particular event and how psyopy it is is losing the plot. I, I think hmm. that there is yeah. legitimate yeah. threat towards the LGBT community. And what we're being sold is essentially that because in a, in a bourgeois system with a bourgeois mm-hmm. policing system, they're trying to say you can trust the police in order to protect your minority populations. And that's right. I, I already know that July is going to say something. I am petting my cat. He just screeches when I don't pet him hard enough. Oh um, yeah. Pet but, that cat. Yeah. Get that cat. Anyway. Give him a cat. <laughs> oh God. I just realized the innuendo of that. Oh, um, it, oh my God. <laughs> I, meant. I meant literally pet the cat, but Ooh, right. yeah, that is an innuendo. Okay. Um, yeah. But what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to say is it's, it's, it's further instilling confidence yeah. In the in our current bourgeois capitalist state, in the state having the monopoly on violence, yeah, and yeah. Th- and that's what it's supposed to do. It's it's basically supposed to say, well, this legitimizes the state. This legitimizes the system that we currently have, and it's supposed to de-radicalize people yeah. and make people assume that the government is still going to protect their interests. And we know that, for example, the Democratic Party has no interest, really, in legitimately protecting the LGBT community. We yeah. know that. Yeah, they don't like, care. Because, because we haven't done anything about their rights. We haven't done anything to actually advance them forward, to actually protect them or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But... The next time that, um, you know, some people at like a gay pride parade or anything start saying, fuck Joe Biden, I can bet you those same police will body the LGBT community as fast as they can. They will absolutely absolutely. put them on the cement. And so, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's not get that twisted. Like, let's the fact that police sometimes, even if this is legitimate as hell, the fact that they stopped. 31 want to be fascists does not change the fact that their primary goal, their primary function is to enact the will of the state and to protect the property of, of oligarchs is basically what it comes down to. Right. It's, it's, let, let's not get it twisted that it doesn't mean the fact that police do good things every once in a while does not mean that all police officers are suddenly your friend. No, like there is one entity that has a monopoly on violence. And when we say that, we mean that, look, for everyone else, if you commit violence, real violence against someone, there are repercussions. You get in trouble, you get arrested, you get put in jail, whatever. Um, There's one group, one entity that can do that to you and have no consequences. That is the state. 
that is the police officers. And, and part of a, a state's function is to have that monopoly on violence. And we can argue all day over, is it necessary for them to have that monopoly on violence? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? You know, and you could probably make some good arguments for a certain level of having a, a, if you believe in a state, I guess, you could probably make some argument for, I don't know, like a state having some, what do they call it? Uh, it's not just leverage. It's, it's like an ability to force you to do something against your will. Um, coercive power and violence is, is pretty coercive. Uh, but that being said, let's not get it twisted. Like cops can do a lot of good things. Like, like, and I mean, hypothetically, not like they're actually doing them or anything, but like, hypothetically, you could say cops could do all kinds of good things. It doesn't change the fact that their position and their power there is to enact the will of the state. And when the state is not you, that's always gonna, that's going to end up being a problem a lot of the times, especially if you're one of these minority groups that is usually not empowered by the state or you actually don't have rights by the state. I mean, um, what's the, the New York, the New York motherfuckers who started Stonewall stone. What's, what's the, the, what started basically the gay pride movement? Um, I, I'm, I stone something. that's an area of history that I am not well informed on, but it started with a motherfucking riot against the police. Was, I, I believe it was like a, a, a trans woman who, they were going in there like cops were going into their bars and into their little area that they had somewhere in New York and they were beating them up and they were doing shit. And then finally the motherfuckers went, hell no. And they fought back. And it was a big old ass motherfucking riot that kind of started the modern uh, gay pride movement, if I'm not mistaken. Stone something. It looks like uh, the, ch- Stonewall. the chat is agreeing with you, Stonewall. Okay. Yeah, Stonewall. Uh and that shit was lit as fuck, <laughs> you know? It was super lit. But that's, again, like, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree that um, the next time people march, the next time we, shit, if you ask for something like healthcare and the state doesn't want you to have it. I mean, look at, look at the Black Lives Matter protests in, in Washington that were happening and the amount of violence that was happening against them. I mean, all of those protests that happened after George Floyd, if you had any faith in the police, just look at the way they're fucking interacting with normal people who are expressing a literal constitutional right. I'm not talking about, and people are going to say, what about the rioters? What about the protesters? What about the nigga just riding his bike and saying stuff? Why is he getting batoned, right? What about that old motherfucker in like DC who's like just walking and a police officer knocks him down. That guy cracks his head on the concrete and blood starts pouring out of his ear. The dude's like 90. Like, like yeah, that, he's, that's he's, not a he's, a, he's a known anti-imperialist and civil rights activist that has been to tons and tons of protests. And Gee, I wonder why he's an anti-imperialist. Ah, right. I wonder but, why. Yeah, who knows? But so, because I want to bring up I want to bring up a couple more things and then I really want to hear from Rika and Amanda. Uh, Of course. Um, But so I just want, whenever we talk about psyops, Mm -hmm. you know, we have, we have to admit that they are real and they are correct. And the government will go to extreme lengths to serve its interests and to keep 
people believing in the current structure and the current system. A, a, so, a billion percent, a billion percent. So, you know, we have, we have to be better and smarter about evaluating those situations. And we can say there are definitely some PSYOP elements to this. Why would they want to? You know, what, what is the, what is their overarching goal? And we need to stop doing things about, well, they've done this to the, to the left. They've done this to the right. We're talking about people. Right. People. Exactly. To To people. Thank you. Thank you. They are manipulating every single person. Thank you. And we're, and we're making enemies out of people that are Mm -hmm. not enemies. Mm-hmm. The enemy or the people, the, the true enemy is the state that is turning people against each other. And Tell that them. has to be kept in mind whenever we are talking about these things. There are Tell definitely them. psyop elements to this whole thing. What's the goal? And I, and, and I, I think the goal is, is the bigger purpose. Then I would have to say, it's actually kind of funny that this was your topic because I went off on kind of like, like, and I was obviously trying to be funny um, with one of my buddies at work today where I just went off on this unhinged rant about like, um, you know, the r- oppression on gays in the country and how we have this whole conversation about like groomers and all that other type of stuff. And, and I can't recreate it, but I basically was just saying like, all right, well then you know, I'm tired of these fucking groomers on the Supreme court that wear dresses. Like, and then it went into this whole thing, like take off your dress. groomer. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on. Dresses feel good. Come on. Well, yeah, Everyone like, should be able to wear a dress. But you Back know what in the I'm day, saying? Motherfuckers used to wear kilts and shit. It felt good. Everyone had that breeze. And now we've made it a whole thing to where, you know, let everyone wear their dress. The grooming could stop, but you know, I, I know what you're saying. Right. <laughs> what you're saying and and then I got into this whole thing about like, like, <laughs> all right, so we base our our constitution off of the Roman system. Well, you know, it yeah. was really frequent in Rome, like basically keeping a conquered slave from another mm-hmm. nation, a young boy, mm-hmm. and just little boy. Him. Just yep, fucking just them. Fucking them all the time. That's so right. If you really want to talk about like, well, we look up to the Roman and the Greeks and Western civilization. Okay, fine. Then your constitution is founded on butt sex. Yeah. Not just all any right? butt sex, butt sex with a boy. Yeah. And the, and, the most yeah, just, prestigious of all butt sex, apparently, according to the Romans. Like, I mean, so if, if, if people really want to sit there and talk about like, yeah. this is a new thing, this is. Like yeah. This hasn't existed. This level of, you know, gender confusion and all other type of yeah. stuff. No, no, we built we built this country uh, on butt sex. You know, honestly, I feel like a lot of people would be a lot better off if they were just like, look, you're allowed to like experiment and be a little weird with it. Like, fuck it. It's your body. Like, do well, your thing. Know, I, Not with kids, obviously, but like right. with like there like there's so much like I always just find it so fucking weird. Whenever there are these politicians who will be so against something like gay people, they'll be like, you can't, oh, they're, they're abomination to God. And then they're just like fucking in some Motel 6, you know, like having orgies, just getting drizzled with man juice. And it's like, yo, just accept it. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, what? 
do your thing. Let your freak flag fly. Why you got to be out here in the streets? You're, you're, you cut out a little bit there, bud. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Yeah, I was just saying, I don't understand why, you know, like you have these politicians who will be so against like gay marriage or so anti-gay and say all this fire and brimstone ass shit. And then they go to a Motel 6 and they're just covered in a man's juice. Just a yeah. lot of juices. And it's like, yo, just just be cool with it. Like, just just let yourself be who you want to be. Like, that's not let your freak flag fly. Yeah, you like, don't need I to mean, do all like, this I other shit. I, like, this is the reason why all of this discussion, like, kind of drives me crazy. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm not gay myself. I, I don't care. Like, what you do in your private life is not affecting me. You're not changing my views on anything like i just okay fine if if that's what you like that's what you like that's that's yeah like unless you're unless but i do so anyway that was kind of like my unhinged sort of rant that i just kind of wanted to introduce and then the other thing that you were talking about was about crime desperation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and all that other stuff and i just wanted to throw in there since you know i'm kind of a china defender and all that other stuff and by the way Uh i'm also i know I'm i'm also a patriot I know you said, like, I'm not at the... What? No. Yes, I am a patriot. What, Shelly? Don't fuck with me right now. Are you serious? No, this is, this is, this is my country. Yo. I was born here. Everyone. I, I don't agree. This is, how, this is incredible. <laughs> I don't agree with the things that we did to establish the country. You know, I, there yeah. was a lot of violence and there was a yeah. lot of stuff that happened. But this is the country that I was born in. It's the country that I have. And black people deserve to be here because they yep. founded the country too. Yeah. This whole thing about legacy Americans that, you know, Breeze talked about or that whole thing about the Patriot front. Yeah. I'm sorry. This country would be nothing without black people. Uh, uh, and, uh, and they yeah. own this country just as much as I do. And so what I'm trying to say is I'm just trying to say I'm a Patriot because I'm criticizing my country. That's what patriotism is. Preach. It's not letting your country slide backwards. Preach. Pushing your country forward. That's what actual patriotism is. And if you want to hear or read a great book, you can also find a lecture, Michael Parenti, on super patriotism. You've mentioned Michael Parenti a couple of times, he's, and I'll watch that after this. He's the best American commie we have. Um, his yellow tapes lecture is probably the best one. But what I was going to say is you were talking about raising people out of poverty and, you know, doing all that type of stuff. That's kind of like what China did in the Xinjiang region. Mm. What you had is you had a whole lot of poverty in that region. There was infiltration. There was a lot of kind of extremism that got brought in. What did the Chinese do? No, they didn't genocide the culture. Literally, the Uyghur language is on the Chinese money. It's if you look at actual streets in China in that region, they've got Chinese and the Uyghur language everywhere. You go to a bookstore, Chinese books, Uyghur books. What they did is because the vast majority of the country speaks Mandarin is they gave them educational training and they taught them the the language that the majority of the country used and they gave them job opportunities. Uh, Shelly, I was so on board. I was so on board. I know, I was but, so, but and, is, then, and then this idea, because look, to me, it's almost like it's you have to be to some extent, at least willfully blind to think that the Chinese government has not done some amount of oppressing of yes, Uyghur culture and the Uyghur yes, people. They, they just have. 
Like, let's just call a spade a spade. Like, no, 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 no. Shit. You know, but like, I don't want to get this whole, they've kumbaya the Uyghurs into submission. Because that's not what the fuck happened. Like, no. Listen, China is a government. Okay. And a government that has a a strong, solitary part, one party. And look, they've done a lot of good for establishing that middle class and actually establishing a middle class, actually raising living standards, actually advancing that unquestionable, unquestionable. But they've also done some gangster ass fucking nasty shit to Uyghurs too. And we don't need to whitewash it. No, no, no. That's like, you know, that's not what I'm trying to do. Okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to whitewash it. I'm, you know, it, it's hard to, take a a population that abs- that needs development it's really but hard see and, and that's they, that's they, where they i get cracked, the issue that's where i yeah, have they, the issue is whenever someone down. says something like well 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 here this is like a philosophical difference i think when yeah. someone says needs development mm-hmm. you know who the fuck are you to tell me i need development <laughs> what if i just like doing my shit like no you know, and that's that's a little more anarchic like i know that's like a little more of an anarchist thought but like if I'm going to be free and I have someone over here saying, look, you need development. Like that's like all of us here with like, Oh, you need this kind of X, Y, or Z structure, which we are going to set up for you. And we know better than you. And we're your parents. And uh, this is how we're going to do it for you. Like, yes. Yes, you know, I, like part of that is, and yes, look, there, I could agree. Be, there could be better ways to do it too, but that is always like, Whenever it's you start still, using you know, force. But, but, here's, but here's what I'm trying to say. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that that system is perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Do we think, like, if we compare what, you know, people think about the poor black population, do we just mm-hmm. lock them up in prison and keep them poor and don't give them jobs? Like, I'm not saying that thing is perfect. I'm, it's really hard to achieve mm. perfection. But if you're talking about trying to get people out of poverty, then it's a slightly better way to do it that does involve measures that I don't entirely agree with because it's a whole lot of cracking down and, and you know, enforcement. I don't think it's perfect, if that makes sense. It, it does make sense. But I'll, I'll say two things, just two things. Look, I again, we have to recognize that China's become a, a world stage player yep. and has done a lot of shit for their people yep. above and beyond uh, in a lot of ways, what America does for its people. Yep. A lot of like, let's again, let's call a spade a spade. Yep. That being said, I don't trust any motherfucking government. I don't either. I don't trust any power that I don't, so, I don't trust anyone who comes in with a little scepter and some badges and some guys in suits who say you have to live a certain way. You have to be a certain thing. And by the way, you can't be gay here. Yep. You can't fuck men. If, you, if you're a dude and you want to fuck a dude, you can't do it because we know better. We have to develop you. And some of that can be good or bad. Like, look, there are people in America today, to this fucking day, that say, now they're stupid people, but there are people here who argue that slavery was good because we bought Christianity to those savage Negroes. Fuck you, nigga. Like, what the fuck? Like, no. get the fuck up out my face with that shit. Like, you're going to tell me 
that my subjugation is a good thing? Who the fuck are you to tell me no, my subjugation and, is good? And so also, when I see something like that with these Uyghurs, because, you know, we got the photos of the people in the blindfolds and everything, and maybe that's a psyop, but we don't, you know, whatever. Mm. But, like, I don't think so. I think China's got enough on its motherfucking plate. We could talk Ho Chi Minh Trail. We could talk a lot of the shit that they've done because they're a state. They're a yep. government that did some shit. They've done some good shit, just like America has done some good shit, even though, you know, <sighs> we have some bad shit. But they have. America has done some good shit. It's undeniable. But, like, it does it outweigh it. And, I mean, like, it depends on how far back you want to go into Chinese history with shit, too. Because you that's might be, You might be a little place. bit more patriotic than me, bud. I, I, I might be. I might be. But, I, honestly, I, you know, to me, I think patriotism generally is a lie. Uh, no one even chooses where they're born. No one right. even chooses yep. who their parents are. It's an yep. accident. All of that. So the pride in something of just like that you had no choice over is is yep. like, I think, a fool's errand. But I think yep. having some perspective and gratitude at times is good at times. But I, I, I don't. And, and look, I, I'll say this. One of the reasons why I still maintain a semblance, just a small little sliver of patriotism, is because I do think there is something to me being able to sit here and talk shit which I couldn't do in China right now. Yes, you can. I just couldn't do it. No, you can't. You can't. I, I I'm sorry. But I if I if you. I have to if I have to edit videos with gay kisses or you won't show them in your country, I'm sorry, I can't do it. They literally That's just passed it's, like it's a transgender bullshit. they literally just passed a transgender affirmation thing. They've got they're they're working. So why on so why is them. Disney fucking corporate ass Disney having to edit out a little kiss between two women in Star Wars? Like, I'm sorry, but they, they got to explain that, too, because it's not yeah, like, come on, it's 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 it's, it's they've they've had multiple movies where they're not showing uh, gay people okay. or they, they, they won't show them there like that. They have to own that, Shelly. I'm sorry. I, I, like, no, no, no. That's you're, true. That's Bide, just, you're yeah. Bide, you're correct. But I don't want to turn because because focusing on what the topic was is yeah. is the most important thing. But all I was trying to do was just comment about, you know, how it is that if you're trying to raise people out of poverty, then you don't keep them uneducated. You don't make sure that their schools are underfunded. You know, like you don't do that type of stuff. You don't keep sure. them in but constant policing on parole, like all that other type. That was the only reason that I was bringing it up. And the sure. focus on what our country is doing to our oppressed minorities is the more, so I don't want to get into a big like, and then China this and China that and whatever. I was just trying well, to and simply- I, I, I totally, I totally understand. And one day I promise you, we'll do a whole episode of it's just you and me and me being like, so what about like me just being fucking mad about China, about this or that, and you trying to convince me. We're going to do a whole episode of you just trying to convince me on China and whatever but, you know, I, I, but like, I think what a lot of people don't understand is that i don't hold that china's perfect and i'm willing to oh, admit I, I failures know. about it but just because i just because i defend it doesn't mean that i support everything what i'm the only thing that i'm trying to defend is that population is are not brainwashed they're not the borg they're not idiots like that is chauvinistic to assume that the entire Chinese population has no say so and no fight in them. 
Sure. Proven I, I, that. I, I don't think, and I think, well, I was going to say most Americans, but I, I'm not sure about that. I do think there's a growing understanding when we talk about the Chinese people, there's a growing understanding among at least, I don't know, people who have been to college or whatever, that that's not what they are. Right. But that doesn't change the fact like that. And, and there are elements of American chauvinism that come into play a hundred percent, but it doesn't change the fact that they're still doing bad. Yes, like, that's, there's a lot of bad they're I'm, doing the, and I'm not going to whitewash. I'm not going to whitewash anybody's shit. Right. Like, but that's, if but that's your booty stank, your booty stank. You know what I mean? Right. Like, what I'm I, saying, I, I, I smell it. I smell right. it. I'm not trying the to play with like, I'm, the only you know, thing like I, flowering it up. I'm, the I'm sorry, only thing that I'm trying to defend is we talk a lot about like oppression and, and these people aren't taken seriously. And we talk a lot about this in the Western left. And I'm just trying to basically right. say, you guys aren't giving the same deference to people of color all around the world. You're just assuming a whole lot of things about people without doing any research. But then I also really need to hear from Rika about how yes, I'm we do Rika a fucking patriot. Yes, my butt. Yes, because I think yeah, that's going to be your way more sets. fruitful of a conversation than me just than us just bickering. <laughs> no, no, I, and and I hope you never think like I know I get animated, but I I do not bicker. Like I'm not trying to bicker with you. Like you, oh, you're no, the I best. I I think you're awesome. I love that you call in every show. Uh, and I love the support you show. Shelly, you're the best. Uh, and to think that we got here from us having a fight over, I don't know, you calling me like boring or something. <laughs> I know, right? I totally did. <laughs> and then How we did finally, we get here? Yeah. We finally need to hear from someone from yes. the LGBTQ community. Yes. Welcome, yes. Rika. Let's go. All right. Thank you, Shelly. All right. Rika. You are up next, and I am ready for my mind to be absolutely blown, as always. Please unmute yourself and go ahead and speak. Every time y'all say that, I just get so nervous. I was I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for my mind to be blown. All right, no pressure. No fucking yeah. pressure. I just want to say, I, you know, I, Shelly, you blew my mind. I did not know that yeah. this country was founded on wanton sodomy. And I am officially proud to be an American. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I just wish that was incorporated in all of our American history textbooks and full representation and full view for everyone to see. What, right. where, you know, I must have missed that in Lynn manuel Miranda's little play there, All the Butt yeah. Sex. I just really, it. he had a whole so. rap about it. Yeah. Damn. He's like, I got all of Damn. my subjects. All of us have butt sex. You know, like, Damn. it's a whole thing. Yeah, I know. Should have bought a ticket. Should have bought you a ticket. You should have. I was just <laughs> worried about Jesse Williams over there. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm, I'm just oh, here God. I'm just here to say that I, like, the whole question of whether or not this is a PSYOP or not, or to what extent, I, 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 I like, truthfully don't really care. Um, mm -hmm. I think because... Because it, of course, uh, I think it goes exactly kind of what Shelley said. It, anything really can be used as a psyop to some extent. We should assume that some elements of things probably are tinged by the governments, and particularly the FBI, the CIA, you know, involvement to facilitate like power and 
um, abuse of power and, you know, trying to coerce us into doing things that we don't want to do and dividing sure. power, blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, cool. Period. I think we can, my, my concern is when we're just like diving in the deep end and we're all like looking for our aluminum foil hats, you know, like that's when I'm right. just like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go live my life and have like a lot of butt sex, you know? So <laughs> I think, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I, I also think that this, um, you had brought something up though around, you know, like you think that the, the targets for this new fascist movement is uh, the gays, the gays, the JYZ gays. Um, yeah. And I, I, yeah, I think I, we've always been though. We've, you know, the LG, the LGTs as Vladi said, which I, I just adore that so much. Like all the bi people are screaming enraged at the bi erasure from that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Vladi. Thank you, Vladi. Vladi, I love you. Um, yes, all the LGTs were, 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 were just rife for target practice for the fash. Um, and yeah. while they, you know, continue to frat each other and, you know, not see any correlation with our community at all. But I, I think, I just don't, I don't know. I guess my, when I, when I heard about this story, I, my reaction was like, of course, of course, hmm. this is America. Uh, right. Know, like, it's just like, I don't know. I, I wasn't phased by it. Right. So did you did you immediately accept it as like, oh, that's something that plausibly could happen and would happen in America? Or did you say it as like, oh, it's this is obviously a psyop from the beginning, just to be clear? I I I accepted that this is something plausible and would happen in America and it is being util, utilized to justify the existence of the police. Yes. Like I uh, both things were instantly true in my mind. Instantly. Yep. yep. Yeah, and and to me, I, so I guess I'm, I'm just like, I don't know why, why, I guess I'm just, I'm shocked. Why do, why are people acting so brand new to this? That's my question. Why, why do people feel so like this is, this is, um, shocking or I don't know. I don't know. Like, like why can't both things be true at once? I, that's my question. I, why does it I think be one the, thing or the other. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't speak for everyone. I could speak for me. For me, it's like a compounding of things all at once, right? Um, if it was just this event, I wouldn't have acted that brand new because, I mean, we had the Unite the Right rally that happened in 2017. You've had similar events. I mean, we had January 6th, which is, I don't think, I, I, I almost hesitate to compare it to this because I, I think a lot of people were at, were at January 6th with a lot of different motivations and that's a lot more complex. Um, but again, you do have, you know, I'm not surprised by that. I think for me, it's the realization that one, it's, they're going to a pride event. And then when I start thinking about the fact that so many of the political battles right now are over LGBT issues and how they've kind of become the football where, you know, where at least in my life where I'm used to kind of seeing race as more of the football. And there's some of that stuff really today interesting. with, with CRT. Um, but, uh -huh. you know, part of that too is probably just the bias of like, you know, when you feel some shit, when you're actually going through it and you're actually on the material end of that culture war, that quote unquote culture war, where you're actually yeah. the people who are being discussed and 
it's actually your life and livelihood and, and your humanity that's at stake, then you pay a little more attention, right? So, and I, and I think that uh, just the, con- the, the collection of different things that have happened recently have made me realize how if there was going to be sort of, if I was going to pick a scapegoat, if I'm a hardcore fascist, I think yeah. I could get the most public support right now around anti-LGBT issues, specifically yeah. anti-trans issues. Oh, for I think sure. That's, oh, that for is, sure. You're allowed to be the yeah. most open yeah, the, and the yeah. most the most openly bigoted against them right now. Like Absolutely. if someone comes out here, says some racist stuff, like some people might still vibe with it, but there's going to be a big pushback. People are going to want to distance themselves. You know, you could be outright like, but a man isn't a woman. And look, and everyone always phrases it like it's some kind of philosophical question without actually realizing that it's like, this is a tool to, to really just like the reason why you keep having that conversation, you don't understand, you don't understand how people are going to use that in a way to actually just continually marginalize people. And you're not even having, you're not even trying to get to an understanding place most of the time. Like most people will ask that question and no matter what you say, say, well, I disagree. And that's the end. And then it's, I I don't know how conscious some people are about how openly you're allowed to, you know, be shitty towards trans people. Um, I mean, we could bring up J.K. Rowling and some of the stuff that she's brought up and some of the stuff that she's even shared and retweeted. You know, it's like it's always the same. Like, here, here's kind of my my what I was talking about with a friend last night when I was preparing for this. I was doing an exercise with her and I was saying, OK, close your eyes and imagine that you're a fascist. I know. Shocking. <laughs> but imagine that you're a fascist and come up with. Uh, you know, you need to come up with like a Jewish caricature, like the ones like a, the cartoons that that Nazis would use in their propaganda with right. the Jews. You, now, come up with the caricature in your mind of the trans person. And I think the fact that like people can come to even a caricature of that is a little bit of an indication that they've been minstrelized in a way. You know, that like, you know, um, they always have some kind of dyed hair and something and they're always presenting as masculine as possible. And, you know, there's like there's an actual caricature of what a trans woman is that most people actually envision or people start to implicitly associate with like trans people as a group. And I think that is telling yes. in a way. Yes, it's Caitlyn Jenner. No, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she is I, a, a grade A cunt, though. I just want to say, like, five stars, <laughs> five, five fucking stars for her. Like, my we, god, we don't know her. We don't know her. Um, we don't know. Do her. you want to have a sleepover? Right. What do we do? Yeah. Pillow fight? Wow. Yeah. No, she. The fact that she was yeah. against gay marriage afterwards. What the fuck? Like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. But I, oh my god. I I get your point. I guess I guess to me I I. I I feel like we have, and I think we used to talk about this, I feel like a lot more in the 90s, perhaps, Mm -hmm. 
a little bit more explicitly, or maybe this just because I was um, forced into a Catholic school my whole life. So it was always in front of, in, like, front of my face, but yeah. I felt like it was in the cultures, I guess. There was a concern very explicitly for the like the Christian way of life, mm. you know? And I feel like that was also a, a white Christian way of life. Oh, sure. And, and I feel like it's not as galvanizing anymore to fight for the, the, the Christian way of life. Like, cause the, there is like this way in which that kind of explicit type of bigotry is so like, and it's, it's seen as like both backward and like uneducated. Um, and so it's being masked and has transformed into like these other avenues where people are fighting for quote unquote, the, the decency or the, the common sense of gender and, and right. you know, traditional gender categories. Right. I and, see, I see. Do you know I what see. I mean? So yeah. I, yeah. I, I, to me, I just see all of this. I'll be honest. I just see all, and I don't, I don't, I think trans people are feeling a particular brunt right now because it's, um, because we've had an incredible amount of mainstreaming and visibility in popular culture and in, and a youth and a, and a, and a pretty incredible acceptance um, in a particular generation, young yeah. millennials and Gen Z. And so yeah. I think it's just, I think it's just ripe right now for, for a target. But I, I, to be clear, I think, you know, I think people of color are just as equally under assault in this country as, sure, sure, you know, sure. like I, 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 I don't, I guess I'm, I see this all as a continuation of a, of a fascist movement, a yes. right-wing ultranationalist fascist movement that has deep, deep roots in this country and it is organized. And I think that's the thing that what I get frustrated about with these kind of moments is that we, you know, it, it is comical to see, you know, and, and to some extent, a poorly organized, right, uh, mo like ultra-right or fascist or, you know, moment happen and then that it not be so successful or look, they like chicken out, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Order them to be so, so, so freaking stupid about like being so <laughs> obvious to the state, you know, and not doing Damn. whatever they can to cover, you know, like that's right. some real shit. And yeah. so I think there is something comical about that, but like, that's not, that, that those are like the front line, the like the pawns, for the oh, absolutely, organized fascists, you know, absolutely, and, absolutely, and they and always I don't, have been exactly. And I don't think we been. talk. We we act like I, I, I just think we act like the organized that, like the true fascist art is Trump. Trump is a fascist. Yes, he hired Stephen Bannon and Stephen Miller. Like those people are real fascists. You know what's it that um, Stephen Bannon. There was like a whole documentary, like where that like showed that he was organizing internationally people to run for office. Listen, Stephen Bannon, fascist agenda. Stephen Bannon is an evil genius. Like, yeah. I yeah. think Trump is just a chaotic force that has the right amount of charisma and showmanship, and also just 
ego to be the the linchpin or the the like face of a fascist movement. You know, he's not intelligent, not really. He doesn't actually have any kind of political beliefs besides stuff like build the wall um, because he's changed. He's flip flopped on so many things throughout his life. The only political belief really that he has is ego. But Stephen Bannon has been organizing motherfuckers on World of Warcraft. On yeah, World of exactly. Warcraft. Yeah, for yeah. years. He saw Gamergate before Gamergate happened. Exactly. Like, what yes. the fuck? Like, that is, that's pretty crazy to me that someone who's an investment banker starts looking at people and seeing like their isolation and, oh, there's all these gamers and they're not very politically activated and starts a targeted campaign towards radicalizing them and get somewhere very significant with it. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. evil genius, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and to me, it's kind of like, you know, how the fash would like organize those kids in, in the like alt rock scene spaces yes. and stuff like, you know, it's like very yes. similar to that, but I, all I'm, I guess my, my whole, I guess explode your mind contribution was just really that like I I feel like we keep missing the mark for identifying who the like real fascists are when we have these moments True. because we don't in our mainstream discourse we never like to accept that we've always had a fascist element in, in our country and I would argue the founding of this country is a fascist element and I you know Ooh. you can't you can't have you can't have I'm sorry you can't like try to wipe off an entire indigenous population and, you know, s- enslave a whole group of people <laughs> and say that it's not even close to being, and like, and then like the only people that can participate in the corporate America are white men. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Okay. So that, that's, on that, that's, I get you, on that, I get you, but that's an interesting argument. I'd like to, I, I actually would like to go into that a little more because I do, it's, it's, Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> we... I'm just saying like, I mean, I, we can have I, shades of gray. I'm fine yeah, with that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, let's talk about like how it might be like fash imperialism, whatever, or fash yeah. white, you know, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Like, but it's still like, it's the same shit. I'm just saying it's the same shit. It's, you know, like in the States there, my whole point is just, I, this both can be true. It can both be a psyop. It can be an extension and an opportunity to, you know, indoctrinate people into the, into accepting the police state more in their lives. And, you know, um, and, but, you know, regardless of what happened, we out here having butt sex. That's right. Listen, if if, if all y'all don't get anything else from this whole podcast, go out there and have you some butt sex. Like while it's still legal, while you could still get it on the menu, go out there and give it a shot. All right. You owe it to yourselves. Okay. If you're a true patriot, be like the founding father and have you some ass sex. Okay. Go do it. Rika, it's, it's always a pleasure. Likewise, bye. Likewise, bye. Take care, bud. Yeah, you take care. All right, bye. All right, and Amanda, you're up next. Go ahead and unmute yourself. Hi, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm pretty pretty good. I I think I caught myself a little cold, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Well, you know, these things happen. Um, Yeah. um, one, One thing I wanted to say that that I'm you know we call them law enforcement officers but they're not required to be lawyers why not yeah if they're enforcing the laws they don't even know the laws 
they pick and choose the lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. I so, mean, I mean, the the thing is with with police officers too. It's a it's interesting. So I don't know if people realize kind of how an arrest works. So a police officer basically has to have some kind of grounds to arrest you. But here's the thing. They're allowed to be incorrect in those grounds for arresting you. They can make something up, uh, but more likely they can actually just mischarge you, right? Um, for, those, for those people unfamiliar with like the American criminal justice system, this is kind of how it goes, right? There's the initial sort of investigation or whatever. There's a stop, whatever. There's the arrest. The arrest, the police themselves come up with the charges for your arrest. So if they see you stealing something from a shop or if they think you're just talking shit, they'll draw up those charges. All those charges have some kind of law, like a speeding ticket, right? That's a law. Like you can't go over the speed limit. Um, so they'll write it up. They'll write up that charge. And if you get arrested, then you'll go usually to sometimes to jail, depending on the crime. If not, then you'll go home and they'll tell you to show up at court at a certain time where you're arraigned. Now, where you're arraigned is when lawyers first see the charges that you were apparently brought up on, on arrest. Okay. So lawyers like prosecutors are lawyers for the state. And then you have defense attorneys too. Um, They see those charges that you were brought up on, but those could be wrong, right? They get just a report of the circumstances of your arrest from the police officer. And then it's up to the prosecutor who's the first lawyer involved on the state side to actually determine what your charges are. So what does that mean? That means that often the prosecutor looks at the situation as it was, should, in theory, have a better understanding of the actual law that was allegedly violated, and then correct the charges. But what it means is that a police officer can arrest you on totally baseless charges. A prosecutor can look at it and say, there's literally fucking nothing here. There's not a crime. And then off you go. But the arrest itself happens before there's any sort of input from anybody about the validity of the charges against you. So police have an inherent power to basically harass mm-hmm. in bringing you up on false charges. I'm making a false arrest. And if they make a false arrest, you'll get an, oops, we're sorry. You're free to go. But that's it. That's all that will happen. They don't actually, and, and there's no checkpoint in between that. Now, the checkpoint can be get in touch with a defense attorney a lot quicker, but usually, uh, you know, I don't know how many of you been, have been arrested, but I've, I've been arrested once for some bullshit. They dropped the charges. Mm-hmm. And the next day, you know, I spent the night in jail. And the next day I'm before a judge, and they're saying, well, what's here? We don't really know. And, and look, those charges that are actually charged against you by the prosecutor can take months for them to come up mm-hmm. with, to understand. Um, right. So, and if you're kept in jail, uh, if you're not allowed bail, then you can spend a, a good amount of time in jail until charges are actually brought up against you. So that's kind of an unchecked power of police. If, and, and that's kind of how the system works in America, or doesn't work. I mean, it's it is what it is right now, but that's for those of you who aren't in the know. If you didn't know, or if you don't know, now you know. So, um, um, but yeah, please then, go ahead. The other thing I was thinking when you were talking to Vlad, um, you were talking about the data and crime stats and everything. 
And I think mm-hmm. something sometimes we forget when we're talking about policy and about the country and issues like this, that that data is all based on individual stories of individual human beings' lives. And so yeah. the stats going yeah. forward are not going to be the same as the stats from the past because yeah. you've got a whole nother set of people, a whole new, that, that, that this is, this is not aggregating your, your, how well your fertilizer creates, um, the end product. Right. 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 That's right. that kind of data aggregation and dra- trying to make policy decisions about how do I get my farm to produce the most weight for market. That's right. that you can do that, but using data and statistics, Time, which is just a group of aggregated individual lives that have happened, <laughs> is sure. is insanity sure. because you're not well, ever going to see past pattern. So I I looks I want to like go so far as to say it's oh sorry sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you go ahead. Amanda, you're kind of cutting in and out a little bit. I don't know if that's the same for everybody, but can we get like I don't know, like can everyone hear Amanda? That's not how it's for me to like hold on. Yeah, yeah, Amanda, you're cutting out. No, oh no, oh no. Oh, it's okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I, I don't forgive you. So was I breaking? No, okay. you're breaking up a little bit. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm because I'm not even moving around. I don't know why I'm breaking up. I must have a bad connection. Yeah. But I I just that, it's easy to forget that. And yeah. What, yeah. Um, and then the last thing is is it seems like we um, can erroneously apply group dynamics to things that are not actually groups like obviously Mm. the patriot front that's a group let's talk group dynamics here right but when you've got them less centralized like the black black lives matter movement for example where it wasn't right you know that's not that's group dynamics but it's a different it's it's not a as regimented or traditional it's more of guerrilla Sure. Right. Sure. It's much more hodgepodge people coming in at different moments. No one's, you know, not like an official group or anything like that. Yeah. Which makes it harder to infiltrate and take down because there's so much moving, so many moving pieces and parts that you can get, you know. Yeah. Well, that, that's one of the advantages to some extent of decentralization, right? Is that, right. Um, I mean, you can argue, and honestly, to me, the most sort of decentralized group that I, th- I think in a lot of ways has been the most successful in a lot of what they've done is surprisingly uh, anonymous as far as the, you know, they've kind of fallen out a little bit, but the hacker group anonymous in right. some of the things that they've been able to do uh, on a decentralized basis is pretty uh, it's, it's, I don't want to say effective, but they've they've done some you know they've they've been around for a while and they've done some things that were pretty effective. I think I think most recently they did something with like um, 
or apparently it was reported at least that they did some kind of like infiltration of some Russian servers or something like that for, I don't know what it was, but I mean, the problem with the decentralized group though, too, is that uh, it's amorphous and not really, it's hard for them to have a central kind of front, right? Mm -hmm. When you, when you just have a, uh, a clear sort of structure of, you know, people tell us to do this and then we all go do it. Uh, you could be a lot more direct, a lot more uh, carrying out actually planned and more strategic actions are are a lot easier when you're actually centralized. But uh, it does create a a point of attack. Uh, you know, when Fred Hampton, who this podcast is named after, um, he was a young leader in Chicago of the Black Panther Party. And he was a pretty central figure in that. He was establishing uh, free breakfast programs all across the city. He was inspiring and, and sort of bringing in a whole new fold of Black revolutionary communists in Chicago. Uh, but he was pretty much the central person for the Chicago Black Panther Party. Um, so when he was assassinated in his bed, mm-hmm. shot and killed right next to his pregnant wife. Oof. And again, this isn't conspiracy. This Mm-mm. is just history. For those of you yeah. who don't know who Fred Hampton is, please go look him up. Please just go look him up because at the age of like 21, he was doing more than yeah. just about anybody. Like, I, I can't believe people like that exist. You know, it's, it's, it's incredible. Incredible the things that he's done. Um, but he was shot and killed by, I believe, Chicago police officers right in his bed. No crime, no charges, no anything. You could see the, the pictures of him being taken out of the, the place where he was living with all these smiling cops uh, carrying out his bed with this, this, this dead, brilliant man for nothing. Um, and no one ever got in trouble for that. And part of that's the, you know, the organization started to fall apart after that. And now you got people like Bobby Seale being just like a run of the meal, who used to be a Black Panther and a revolutionary of that time, of that same Fred Hampton era, mm-hmm. just, you know, for the most part, a run of the mill Democrat now, um, who's a, a representative in, in Congress. And, You know, you wonder, is that a problem with the centralized system? But, you know, like, I, I, I always think about it. I'm like, you need yeah, some. Yeah, that's hard to you know, know, huh? You, you, you need some, like, if, if it's just going to be all decentralized revolution against the government, then we're never going to actually get the things done that we need to get done, I feel. I, I, mm-hmm. I feel you need a certain level of centralization for a lot of these things to, to actually happen. Um, well, I think and, there has to be a vision that you're aiming toward with yes. people. So yes. it, it takes it takes gathering to have that to have that picture of what is it going to look like. Yes, when we well, get done with this. And, and, and honestly, Amanda, one of the reasons why I have a lot of faith in in both new media, but but 
in why I kind of believe in having these conversations and sort of all of us educating each other and and really pushing like an understanding of 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 you know policy or an understanding of power dynamics or you know the kind of more kind of theoretical political theory stuff that mm-hmm. we'll talk about every once in a while in between our conversations about butt sex. Um, <laughs> but, but why I actually believe that is because I think you might be able to centralize around a policy. I think it might be possible. I think if you centralize around an actual idea and give people uh-huh. a lot of understanding of the inner workings of that idea, then you might actually... Uh-huh. You might actually buck the system. Honestly, I don't know. But that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, well, it's dumb if you know, we don't try. It's it's absolutely dumb if we don't try. Uh, I mean, that's it, that's strong language, I know, but <laughs> No, I, I you know, I think it's very easy to in today's society to kind of feel um like small or uh powerless or sort of like, you know, like a lot of the efforts that you could put in are futile. But I think I, and look, that might be true. It honestly might be true. We don't know. We're not, you know, we're not wizards who can see into the future or, uh, you know, <laughs> anything like yourself. that. But I, I, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> My bad, Amanda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting some strong wizard vibes from you. Um, but, you know, that... That being said, I think I think the act of I've really come around in the last couple of years. I don't know exactly what it was, but I've really come around to the idea that to do stuff anyways, to try anyways, even though it may be futile, is so fucking badass. Like to me yeah. that's so it's so badass, dude. It's just like it's I, I say this all the time, but it's punk rock. It's like so yeah. punk to just be like, you know, look, I'm going to die here. I'm not going to succeed. I'd, but I don't care because I also still want to do it because you know mm-hmm. what? I think it's the right thing to do. So just fucking do what you got to do. I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm not going to stop fighting. That to me is so fucking punk. It's just cool. Like I, mm-hmm. there's something that I don't know. I always get pumped like talking about it because it's it. You can't kill the spark. You just can't. You can't. You know? And I think that is, that to me is a revolutionary act. Like, uh, sometimes just existing in what seems like a meaningless world or a futile world is in itself revolutionary. Like, just being like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to be here. Like, we're just going to do this. Like, like, okay, another day, we're just going to do it. Like, fuck it. Like, let's go. Like, that is fucking bad ass to me. Like, that's like, I don't know, like, leather jacket, smoking a cigarette kind of badass or whatever, you know? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool to me. I just, I like that. And I think that when enough people kind of cannot help themselves but to keep doing that, you're suddenly going to wind up potentially with a situation where all these people, where it should be hopeless, have continued to hope anyways, have continued to fight anyways, that all of a sudden, 
holy fuck, if you get a critical mass and then suddenly you've done something impossible for right. people. Like, imagine that. Like, imagine what a fucking, like, badass... Like, it's like Avengers Endgame or some shit. And I know it's, you know, Disney and Marvel and whatever. But, like, <laughs> this idea that, like, you know, what if you're the one possibility? If you have right. 40,000 or 50,000 different scenarios and all of them are defeat except for one. What if you're the one? And you don't do it to be the one. You do it just because it's fucking rad. Like, it is rad. Look, it's, it's never not going to be rad to fight for the people next to you. It's right. never not going to be cool to believe that people deserve, like, the same autonomies and freedoms and rights and, like, eg- like benefits of existence that you do. It's never not going to be rad to be like, I like community. I like being able to make good friends. People should have that opportunity, too. We should get as many people in the world to be able to make, like, good friends with each other and exist, right? And I just think that's cool. You know, like I agree. It's why I think that this app is a great thing. I think it's it's spectacular. It's pretty dope. I've learned a lot already from people. Honestly, I I really have. And um, you know, I'm not like a a great political theorist or anything like that. I'm I'm kind of I don't know. I'm like a little bit of a fuck boy. But like uh, (laughs) hearing the you know what, what we need all and, types and, and, we need all types that's true that's true. we yeah, need we, all we, we types need boys. hey we got I'll, yes I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever fuck boys got to do to get the revolution going, <laughs> whatever. But, thanks for uh, holding it down I, 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 oh, yeah uh, I, I guess what i'll say is that you know like if if there's anything that i think i'm actually good at is uh i I have a hard time listening to something that sounds really solid, that's really well-reasoned, or that is, that rings just very true and not changing my mind. Like, yeah. I've changed, I've changed my mind a lot. It's, it's, to me, to me, the ability to hear new information and adjust your position is a superpower. Like, that yeah. is what you should be doing. Because it's, it's okay to be wrong. Like, yeah. that's, it's, it's not even okay. It's not just okay. It's like, it's going to happen. It's, <laughs> it's, it's natural to be wrong. Like, it's totally, that's, that's just part of being alive, you know? But, like, to get better at filtering out information and filtering in new information and factoring it in and letting it shape and shift your worldview, uh, I think is generally a good thing. Um, yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we 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 were we were talking about how good it is to have people around us to have conversations with like yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hope I, you I, have I, a great I, evening tonight. Yeah, Bye. you too, Amanda. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you okay, so much. Good night. It's great to hear from you. Yeah, you too. All right, Dane, you're up next, buddy. Go ahead and unmute yourself and uh welcome to the Fred Hampton Inn Suites. Hello, bye. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate you talking to me. I didn't want to sop up too much of your time here, and I certainly didn't want to divert the conversation away from the really important points. You know, obviously, there's a lot more things going on than the ding of uh, Democrats' electoral politics and things like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so let me let me not like you know be mired in the minutia for too long. But I do think 
from a larger perspective, the, the president certainly saying kind of sets the tone, you know, serves as a metronome for the pace by which the rest of the country, you know, processes its various psychoses. Um, I haven't followed this story. <laughs> I haven't, yeah. that being said, I haven't, I haven't uh, followed this story as quite as closely as I might have liked. But, but has Biden issued a formal statement from either him or one of his emissaries on, on this particular story at this point in time? You know, that's a really good question, and I honestly don't know. I could try to Google it real quick, but um, as far as I know, I don't remember seeing or hearing anything about that. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't remember seeing any reports that he issued a formal statement or that his new press secretary did or, or anything like that, really. I mean, what, whatever it was, I can't, if he did, I can't imagine it was very helpful, you know, probably incorporated ice cream in some capacity, but, um, right. It was probably yeah, like, yeah. this is not, this is not your grandpa's Patriot front. This is a new Patriot front. <laughs> a very different Patriot front from your grandpa's. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Listen here, fat, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Your bucko. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, in any event, I mean, again, like, I don't really want to make this a discussion of the Democrats electoral, what helps or hurts anything of that. But well, yeah, yeah. I, 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 and I appreciate you not minding. I, I just don't want to uh, do devalue the conversation in any way that it shouldn't be. Um, but it, it occurs to me that, um, you know, eventually, hopefully many years from now, as I lay dying, as my synapses are shutting down, the flash of memory that I will have of this period of time is going to be that the week that the Roe v. Wade draft opinion came out, which was just amounted to, you know, Alito snarling and drooling over a dog bone he finally dug up was that mm-hmm. like Biden in public was lamenting the inability of himself to have pleasant lunches with Strom Thurmond anymore. They, <laughs> and I think it was yeah. the very same week too that but tangentially Nancy Pelosi also talked about how, you know, we really need a strong, you know, Republican party to have a dynamic yeah. and vibrant you know, two party system to solve problems, you know, in a collaboratory manner in this country. Uh-huh. The idea that I, it, it, it seems to me that like people like these individuals inside their little moving truck only feel mm-hmm. empowered to the degree that they are because there are people at the head of the table like Biden who are so fixated on making sure they feel comfortable airing their various imagined grievances in society. I'll, I'll yeah, stop I, sort of I, babbling and monologuing here, but I, I, I wanted to hear your thoughts on the matter and how he's doing so much to, like, you know, give them slack on the leash for them to act out in the way that we're, we've been sort of observing in the last several months and, quite frankly, since his presidency began. But Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so funny, Dane, that you talked about, like, dragging this into somewhere that was going to be off topic. And I think this is directly on topic, actually, because I think it's both a combination of feeling the slack on the leash and also feeling the fact that in this crazy political climate, when people don't have health care after a pandemic in the middle of a, you know, unprecedented pandemic for us, uh, when Nancy Pelosi is talking about your grandfather's like, these aren't the same Republicans or whatever the fuck. In the midst of all this, when nothing is getting done, you have a group 
whose manifesto talks about how America is dysfunctional, its politics are dysfunctional, democracy doesn't reign anymore. Like, and these are the people in power. Like, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword here. Because in some ways, I do think that a lot of these people who are prone to fascism have a lot longer of a leash to act out on right now. They've, they've, they could be a little buck wild right now, right? It is a little buck wild, the kind of shit that they're doing. And their ability to actually do it, I mean, even if you look like, look, I don't want to take it back to January 6th again. I know it's kind of topical right now, but look, like, even if you just look at the police response to stuff like the Black Lives Matter protests in DC, and then the fact that like some people on January 6th were just able to storm the Capitol. Like, that's a leash. I don't know what else to call it. That's a long ass leash. That's, That's part of it, right? And again, I'm not saying everyone who stormed the Capitol was a white supremacist or anything like that. I don't believe that, um, even though there were, you know, probably some white supremacists involved with that. Uh, you know, the Auschwitz hoodie guy was not a good look, buddy. That was yikes. Uh, but at the same time, I do think that part of the reason why a lot of people feel a lot of isolated sort of people who don't have good jobs are willing to down or people who are, you know, have constantly been exploited by a capitalist system are willing to turn to fascism is again, because the people who we do have in power right now and who have been in power for a long time have done jack shit for them. There is no actual democracy for them. I mean, that's, that's always the conversation when we talk about Trump, right? Like don't get it twisted. I Trump is a fascist. He doesn't even know he's a fascist, but like, when you don't believe in anything but your own ego and you don't believe in facts and you're actually willing to like try to overturn an election, you don't believe in democracy and you don't even care about your people. You'll just send them out. You haven't done shit for them, but you, you keep them by cult of personality and by rhetoric. That's just that that's a textbook fascist, you know, and I don't mean to get all like that's not like a liberal talking point. Like, let's just call a spade a spade like what it is. But like, you know, I don't think he actually fucking believes in anything other than his own ego or whatever but like uh, i'm getting off topic well like yeah i mean how how does trump come to be right like yeah it's not it's it's not in a vacuum it's not like why did people turn to trump it's that is the real question and 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 the answer is because of their their institutions their government their democracy continually failed them over and over and over again. And all they did was feed them bullshit about Obama's in a tan suit. And if you want to criticize Obama, criticize the motherfucker for increasing drone strikes, for for going over there and killing civilians by, you know, the thousands, and we don't even know about it. Like, the fact that he's doing the same shit Bush did, and Bush is just doing the same shit his daddy did and Clinton did, while shipping all the jobs overseas, and they're just doing the same shit that Reagan did, and these motherfuckers don't like you. They don't like you, and they don't know you, and they get your votes on some little bullshit, and then go back to serving their corporate oligarchs all over again. Like, that's a problem, you know, and people don't turn to fascism when shit's going good. You know what I mean? Like, people don't turn to that option when they're just like, when they feel okay, when stuff's going great in their lives. Because why the fuck would you? 
But go ahead, Dane. No, no, no. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, all I was going to say, since you had mentioned Trump, you know, him not having really an ideology, it, it just kind of happened to be the case in this instance that a square peg fit into a round hole. Round hole. I mean, the man is nothing more than the sum of his appetites, basically. Yeah. And I mean, what yeah. what is, yeah. you, you know, like, I, I want to eat, I want to, you know. Yeah. I, I won't engage in too too much blue language, but you know I want to copulate. You know, like like I have desires in the moment and I fulfill them. And I mean, what is conservatism and by extension and its natural endpoint fascism? If not, I get to do what I want, and you also get to do what I want, kind of thing. You know, That's I, I, exactly I, what's the, become. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, like you know, it, 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 um, the American. I mean, I think that kind of speaks to a lot of the. Sort of uh, uh, underpants on headedness that the country has been going through ever since coming out the the high water mark of COVID is because as everything else was gradually taken from everyone and the frog was slowly being boiled in the proverbial pot. I mean, the promise was supposed to uh, be that you know the treats would always be plentiful when you couldn't have anything else, you mm. could always have McDonald's. But like yes. you know, once once COVID started taking, like you know, causing impediments and hurdles in between you and your treats, all of a sudden your fast food wasn't quite so fast anymore. It made people flip the shit because like this was supposed to be the thing that endured when everything else melted away was the treats, and no, now the treats are no longer there. So you know. Oh. Fuck, dang! You are spitting, dog. You are spitting. That's real. That's a great. That's that's a great summary. That's a great analysis. I mean, like, and here's the thing: is that the treats can't always be there, and they won't always be. And that's that's when we get back into okay, why not? Because the tendency of capitalism to eat itself, to consume itself. Like, look. Any way you look at it, we keep going down the path that we're on without any changes. I'm sorry, but global warming is going to be a thing, right? We keep polluting the oceans more and more. We keep destroying the planet. Eventually, there's going to be motherfuckers who can't get treats. I mean, I look at it like uh, the, the thing I'm really concerned about that's coming up soon is with all these self-driving cars, right? The tendency to perfect the machines, of uh, the capitalists to keep perfecting their machines over and over and over again, to squeeze out the labor to make more money, to keep more of the profit, right? They're eventually going to get rid of, you know, how many million truck drivers? Three to seven million, something like that, in the United States alone? That's just in the United States. That's not, that's not everywhere. Uh, now you have three to seven million people who are unemployed, who can't buy the products that are being shipped by the trucks that they were driving, who are just right now out of the economy until they have some kind of retraining, which we're not going to, we're not going to sponsor that. We're not going to sponsor retraining. Um, now think of that with like every job over time. Capitalists aren't even going to have people to spend money on the shit that they're producing. And that is, I think what kind of like blows my mind is like, these are all things that, I haven't heard a good rebuttal to any of this shit. And a lot of the stuff's already been like, say what you want about communism or say what you want about whatever. But the critiques of capitalism that have been made already 
have not really been addressed. And I think that, I mean, I think we're getting to a tipping point. It feels like it. Because if even people, look, because everyone feels the effects, but people react to them differently. And you're going to have some people who are turning to this more fascist element. And that's what worries me probably the most is because, look, it's when people are desperate or desperate times call for desperate measures. Right. Like that's that's how people work. Yeah, no, I mean, that's very much so. And frankly, these cultural currents are coming to a head. um, more soon than I even thought that they would be. And I've always been pretty pessimistic with regard to a lot of the other people I can serve. I, I speak to these, uh, uh, on these topics about in terms of my, uh, my peers and my social circles and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, the, um, I don't really want to make a conversation about electoral politics again, Ooh, but, but well, a, lot, you know a lot of, a, 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 a lot of, yeah, I mean, it's kind of unavoidable at the end of the day that because, because, yeah. you know, it does flow downstream to that din right. and like, you know, what's going on in society ultimately sort of puddles and po- congeals in, in, you know, the, on the Congress's floor. So yeah, right. it, it's kind of unavoidable. <laughs> but, but, um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the problem, as you mentioned, like, you know, the, the fact that like the model by which, you know, people trade their labor, um, um, in order for an exchange by which they can use as a metric of value for, for them to sustain themselves. And, you know, ideally, you know, if the model is uh, working as the uh, proprietors of it intended, you know, engage in, you know, some of the more luxurious aspects of life, <laughs> um, you know, it, it doesn't permit, if it doesn't any longer permit for like people, to engage right. in, the, in that system. If, if everything is crowded out by capital, even if it's, it was in ways that Marx couldn't even foresee, you know, in, in ways that involve, right. you know, uh, g- gaming, laptop, graphics cards being repurposed for, you know, libertarian currencies, <laughs> you, you know, that, that are that exchange for like heroin in like Qatar and, right. and stuff like that, you know, even if the, even, yeah, even yeah. if the idiosyncrasies of the dynamics of the time, you know, couldn't fit within the framework of his imagination, the very fact that it's happening as he entirely spelled out speaks to, um, you know, this is kind of a tangential note, but like I very much, have you noticed how like the boat has become almost a symbol of like, um, like boat ownership has almost become a symbol of like a certain petite bourgeois who, you know, if like dislodged from their leisure just a little bit, makes them want to like, you know, like, like start like putting up barbed wire fence immediately. Like, like you can almost yeah. to a person, yeah. you can almost to a person, yeah. like if you see a boat parked in a driveway, you can just point and say Trump voter. Like, 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 you know that they have enough to have that bit of luxury, but they don't have the yacht yet. And, and it's the very fact yeah. that they feel as though other people are trying to take away their ability to get the yacht from them that makes them just froth at the mouse with resentment that like something they earned is being 
like clawed even before they can fully realize it or fully fully attain it in some capacity but yeah i'm kind of babbling at this point i'll hang up but yeah yeah i just wanted to <laughs> i'm glad you uh, are sort of working through some of these issues with me because it's kind of been on my mind for a little bit it, it's nice to hear sort of on the macro perspective how leadership is not being helpful to say the least to tamp down oh, any of yeah. these tendencies that we're currently seeing. But uh, yeah, thanks and, for talking and, to me, Brian. I appreciate oh, it. Jane, I, it's been a pleasure. And listen, you can call in and ramble any goddamn time. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> It's like it's like poetry. I I appreciate the open invitation. Thank you very much once again. Yeah, thank you so much for calling in. You have a good night. All right, we got looks like one more caller. Uh, you know what, Shelly? Let's go ahead. Let's 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 end it. Come on in. Let's 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 wrap it up. What have we learned today? All right. <laughs> well, we learned we learned a ton. But I just want to say, I know it's difficult whenever you're hosting and you're trying to be engaged with like your your audience. It's difficult to pay attention to the chat. But I just want to highlight a couple com like a couple things here, and then I want you to perform for us. Since you put so many people on the spot all the time. Yes. Uh, so okay. basically, we're having this conversation, and I had said something like I was I was typing it before Rika said it, but then Rika, I, I said revolutions in the air. Which way do we want the revolution to go? Do you want it to go right or left? Right now, the odds are right revolution. And then Rika responding to Dave, who was delightful. I, I really loved his comments. I really loved them. But Rika said, I beg thee, I've had enough of electoral anything from my favorite <laughs> podcasts. And so then my response to that was, quote, I beg thee, end quote. Rika, can we turn that into a butt sex song? <laughs> so wide, it's on you. Turn I, I don't, beg thee into a butt sex song. Listen, I beg thee, I beg thee for thy bosom and bottom, my dear. <laughs> I don't know where to go with it. I beg thee is fucking hilarious, though. I know. I beg thee butt sex. I beg thee for a little butt sex. I don't know. Well, I, you know what? Maybe. How about this? How about this? I will take these comments and I will, I will. Uh, meditate on them and pray to my muse. Pray to my muse to uh, to inspire me with a song. I beg thee, muse, to inspire me with a song of butt sex to share with my with all of you here today at the Fred Hampton Inn and Suites. And we'll see if I can't come up with something. It won't be the first time. We'll we'll see what happens. And and Rico's you know? followed up with pray to the bussy gods. Pray to the, the bussy gods? <laughs> Y'all are fucking nuts. Y'all are wild. I know. I know. I, I just, I, this was, this was so much fun. Yeah. Like, I, I, you I actually, like, congratulations, Bide. You took an incredibly serious topic and you turned it into something that was incredibly fun and I would have to say was very substantial for your audience. So congratulations. Oh, thanks. Side. Look, my, and the, congratulations the, for you on getting more people listening and more callers. Yeah, that was you cool. So many different people like calling in. That was that was great. I love yeah. hearing from other people. So yeah, it's pretty sick. You're, it's been sick. You're doing something. Oh, well, it, it's it's the cool thing. The thing that I've always liked about calling so far, and what I really like about it is 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 really, it's. It's a lot more communal, 
you know? It doesn't just feel like it's just you. Um, you can actually talk and you, you have a, you know, anyone can just call in and it's a lot more, I don't know, like I, my thing, at least my, I, I guess my, my end goal, if I have one, I don't even know what the end goal is, but I do think it would be cool to build up a more like communal base of just people who bullshit about politics and who think about policy and who think about these things or who think about like, you know, like so much of like American society right now. Hold on. I'm getting on about my soapbox real quick. So I beg thee, Go lend me it. your ear. Um, <laughs> Stop. So, <laughs> I beg thee to lend me thine ear. Uh, I'll talk about butt sex later, but really I do feel like there's a, there's a little bit of an epidemic of loneliness and isolation that comes with an overworked people who are just hearing a bunch of shit that's always fucking happening on the news. And most of the times you hear about X, Y, or Z, you hear like, okay, well, all these people died or this happened or that happened. And you kind of disconnect it. Kind of like what Amanda was saying, like when you get to the statistics, like there's something inherently sort of dehumanizing about statistics. You can't, you know, what you forget the individual people involved in all of that statistic shit and the individual lives and like the personhoods and a lot of the internet right now, especially more Twitter in particular, but like, it's very good at like, you know, you see some text or some shit. You don't really get the vibes of the people. You don't, you don't know what they're going through. And like, you start talking about people like they're not fucking people. Like, and listen, and this is probably where I lose all of my followers and shit, but like, I I feel for, it, assuming this wasn't just some fucking all set up psyop, psyop, I genuinely feel for the motherfuckers who feel like they got no options but a patriot front. Like, But to get in a fucking unair conditioned U-Haul in yeah. like full like map, because they think they're going to do something if it wasn't a psyop. Shelly, motherfuckers, motherfuckers are desperate. Motherfuckers out here are desperate. Like, like, I, and I do think, and this is where we get even more controversial. Oh my God. Get ready. Get ready. Get them butt okay. cheeks crunched. Okay. okay. By, you know, I have the best hot okay. takes on your show. Okay. So. so, as someone who believes in intersectionalism and that kind of analysis. Absolutely. I, I, okay, I'm going to whisper this because I don't. You guys got to keep it secret, okay? I don't want anyone okay, else to really know. just me and you, Biden. Okay? No one else is listening. Okay, no one else is here. This is not a publicly available podcast. So, <laughs> okay. so this is what we'll do, okay? I do kind of think that a lot of white dudes, like straight white cis dudes, are facing an, a lot of loneliness and that there may be compounding factors to that because there's no community. Oh, I didn't say it. I didn't oh, say it. Bye, bye. Hold on, hold on. I need to, okay. I need to whisper something okay. to you that no one else okay, can hear. Please. Okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just one second, one second. Okay. I have to make sure. I have to check. I have to check around me. Okay, okay. I totally okay, agree with you. Okay. Okay. Oh, you what? What you agree? Stop. I Is that hold on? Totally, Is that the yes? Is, okay. Stop. Hold on. I can't hear you. Can you say it again? I totally agree with you because I think cis white men have alienated every single person that might be on their side for yeah, years. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I understand that. And I totally agree too, but here's the thing. 
Like, when you just get born into it, and then all these other cis white men made you super alienated, but you don't know, and then you're born, that causes a lot of confusion. And then they hand you a mask and a hat and some khaki. That's right. That's right. Because you want to reclaim whatever fucking bullshit Former idea glory. of like, yeah, Former whatever you think George glory. Washington was actually doing or whatever the fuck, you know, being a general and achieving shit, which is like not what you're doing. If you're getting into the back of a U-Haul, you're not George Washington. Okay. I'm just going to say also, those powdered wigs, those powdered wigs hit yes. all the, the syphilis, they, they hit all the scars and the syphilis. Yeah. 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 That's what they did. Take off okay. the dress, Clarence Thomas. That's right. He ain't never going to take off that dress. Girl, you know, Clarence Thomas is about that dress. Clarence Thomas has drunk so much motherfucking Kool-Aid. I'm surprised his ass ain't the Kool-Aid man right now. Like, the the degree to which he's bought into a lot of bullshit. Like, Can you just uh, imagine uh, Clarence Thomas just, like, busting through a wall and being like, I spy gay sex. Yeah, I chewed him. <laughs> I, I just, right there. I'd be like, okay, I believe in gun laws now. Like, get, get the fuck out of my house. Um, and yes, Dane. God, yes, yeah, yeah. all of all of those people that were in judicial, like in the judicial system, literally ripped the teeth out of slaves and, and put and them in their dentures. Yes, they they did some fucked up. They were fucked up. And look, part of me too. You know, times I, I like part of me. Here's the thing with okay. Here's another hot take. Fuck, I didn't think I was gonna go oh, down shit. this road. Oh god. Okay. Oh god. We're ready. Okay. Okay. I should probably you can do it. this one more time. Okay. Are okay. you alone? <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, Are we alone? Me and my cat. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I trust your cat. So, okay. Right. Um, okay. Part of me doesn't like painting them as like individual immoral people, not because I believe the times shape them, but because I don't believe there's anything special about like individual, like, I think people get shaped into the moral shit all the time. And I think people who aren't really thinking that much about shit will just like buy into some fucked up shit and just do it. You know, like, have you ever heard any of the stories of like kids who would see like people lynched and the ways that they would react, you know, like they'd be like talking all happy. Like, yeah, we lynched him. It was super cool. Like part of me feels like, all right, at what what do I gain from calling that kid evil as opposed to like something has habituated, like some people are evil. I think if you're conscious about it and you do something bad and you know you're doing bad, that's evil. But I do think that like some people just kind of go with shit and that's how you got a lot of Nazis and that's how you got a lot of people. And I don't know if like me killing every one of those people, like you're bad, you're bad, you're bad actually solves the shit which is why I also believe in like a lot of system type analysis shit, because I think we're all just dumb little Play-Doh people who can be molded into shit. And we're dumb little Play-Doh things. And most of us haven't been like hardened in the sun. I think we're dumb fucking malleable <laughs> fucking little things. Okay. And that's my hot take. Okay. You know what my hot take is? Okay. Yeah. I go ahead. I think that you're 100% correct because I think how it is that we get people to enact violence on other groups of people is to make yeah. them dumb Plato people. Yeah. 
I think you're 100% correct. That is yeah. not a natural human condition to want to kill. I don't, and, and to want to here's, exterminate. Here's where I get, I, part of me doesn't even care if it's natural or not. You All know? right, talking in a normal I, voice, bud. Oh, okay, this yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, this is my real voice. Okay. Um, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right, Mr. T. <laughs> All yeah, of a this sudden. This is my real voice. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, part of me doesn't even care if it's like, you know, I, I do feel like we have a tendency to fall back on like, is it natural or not? And I know that's just kind of a saying, but part of me doesn't like, I don't even know if I need to know the nature of, I, I think part of our human condition is rising above our own cognition in a way, if that makes sense. Let me, like, let me oh, give ahead. you, let me give you a Michael Perini quote and then we need to close it out because everyone's yes. been so patient and, and we yes. need to end it. But yes. let me give you, and I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But Michael Perenni, on his like conversation about war, he says, mm-hmm. to consider war as the natural state of humankind, mm-hmm. why do we have to have a draft? Why do you have to draft men to go to war? You have to sign them up and force them to go to war. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to force them? It's because they want to be at home. They want to be with their family. They want to be with their children. No one wants to sit in a trench listening to the screams of their buddies, smelling the blood of their friends from war injuries. That's the reason why you have to have a draft. War and violence is not the natural state of man. You've got to propagandize humans Mm. into war. You've got to dress them up. You got to bang the drums and you got to wave the flags hmm. in order to get them into war. And he specifically quotes Joseph Goebbels, the Nazi propagandist. And he says, not even a German wants to go to war. Not even a German wants to go to war. Yeah. You have to do these performative things to make men hate each other, to make humanity I'll, hate each other. I'll add one more aspect to that too. Uh, it's not, it's not a coincidence that in just about every war that we've ever been in ever, there's a need. It's like necessary to dehumanize the enemy. You cannot see them as human because if you start seeing them as human, that PTSD shit starts hitting pretty hard. And I think a good example of that is if you've ever heard, uh, there's a guy named Dakota Myers, I believe he, he used to be married to Sarah Palin's uh, one of her kids. He won the medal of honor during an operation, I think in Iraq. Um, and I think it's Dakota Myers because Dakota Fanning is like an actor or something, right? Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's not Dakota Fanning. It's Dakota Myers, I think, but uh, he's talked on a whole bunch of podcasts about how, about just his whole winning the medal of honor. And he talks about, wrestling with this little kid, this, well, he's not a kid, but he's someone his age, you know, 18 in a trench and wrestling a gun out of his hands and then taking a fucking rock that's just in the trench and just looking in this guy's eyes the whole time while he's just bashing his fucking face in and watching the light leave his eyes. And then he realizes that this is somebody's son. This is somebody's brother. And he talks about it. He's just, he's, he talks, he, he has nightmares. He sees it every night, this medal of honor moment for him of just taking this fucking rock and hitting and hitting 
and hitting this kid in the head until he bashes his fucking brains out. And that was just one of the people that he killed in that operation. I think it's Iraq, too. It's Iraq. That's just one of the people that he killed. And he could not not see them as human. You know, like that's that's what we do with propaganda. We make well, people that's, inhuman. You, you, you have to when when you if you have to do war, you're going to fuck people up more. If like those kids, when we talk about that lynching part, right, they didn't see, you know, black people as human. Because if you start if you have to yeah. recognize someone's humanity, if you have to look in the face of what you're doing to another human being with loves and 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 desires and and beliefs and like all of those that's the reason that why we you. built this country that's the reason yeah. why we built this country on viewing black people as farm implements all of them not just black people savages 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 savages, savages. instead of like the cultural differences and shit like that and look i know that someone's gonna probably be like well the comanche what about the comanche those motherfuckers are doing some ill-ass shit too true but like this idea that well, like somehow as a species as a species or whatever we're like different from one another we're really not right like we're not. like when you look at the the core kind of things that we do we we form little communities we have different yeah. beliefs but we form little communities we form families and people who are close to us and we all just kind of vibe like every culture is yep. kind of like that even something that's like as war oriented as the Spartans, they had fucking families. You know, it's like that's still sex. part of it. And, yeah, they did, and they had a lot of little boy butt sex. Yeah, that's but why they anyway. were so alpha, right? Like, God, that's <laughs> right? So, just but... cut that from the podcast, Jesus. <laughs> I know, right? I'm sorry, <laughs> oh my, my God. No, because you were making a really good point. Like, yeah, that, that is the point of of, of society and human connection. Yeah, you can't have differences, but you know. Yeah. Like our conjoined interests, like all of those things, uh, yes, actually yes. constitute a society and a way of moving forward. And and yes. we keep having divisions that move us backwards. We have yeah. to move forwards. And thank you, Bide. This was this was really great. And thank you for taking me again. And always, always, you an OG. So always, always. I, yeah, I, I, I'm an OG. I, and I, I hope at too. some point. You have so many callers that I don't like. I can just listen. You know, I even if that ever happens, um, I would still love if you called in. Oh um, yeah, doesn't, I it doesn't have to be every will. episode, but I I like it. It's cool. The, again, part of it too is we're building community. We're all yes. building community. And what what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to say like I'm hoping for a time that I have to vie for your attention in that community oh, yes. because you've built such a good one. That's my dream. That's my What hope. was the, the, what was that? The, what was the, the thing we were saying? God, I have to look back in the chat. God, the, the thing? The, 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 like, come, like, it was the whole bit about the, but God, what was it? Fuck with the, I don't know what it was. God, someone uh, please type it in the chat. Something the, I've already forgotten. I have the memory of a small child. I, I, I have the memory of a goldfish. One, one swim around the bowl. And it was the reason you wanted me to make the song. I beg thee. Thank you. Rachel. I beg thee. I beg, I beg thee. thee. Yes, I beg thee. Continue to call in, Shelly. Um, I beg but, thee 
Take me every now and then. I will. I shall take thee when thine calls. All right. Well, I, I, God, this is so dumb. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling, Jelly. It is super dumb, but we need, we need to be dumb sometimes. It's It's cool. It's fun. Like we're allowed to be. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone have a wonderful night. It was so great hearing from every single person that called in. I love Bide's show. I love Bide. He does such a great job of just listening to people. And he's stalwart in his own opinions, but he is not a, he's just not situated in this way that he shuts people down and he shuts people out. He's great. He needs, people need to pay attention to him because he's doing something really important. Yeah. I'm the fucking best, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're the, so you're nice, the leftist, though. you're the leftist on a hill. <laughs> I, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I so but I, oh, um, I, I appreciate you calling in, Shelly. Again, I, it looks like we got be. one more caller. I know. Okay. I, and I promise I'm not calling back in. Bye. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. And uh, we're going to go ahead and, Roger, you're up next. Go ahead and unmute your microphone and welcome to the Fred Hampton Inn and Suites. Thanks for calling. Well, th- thanks for taking my call. Yeah, sure thing. Um, so um, it's it's a little bit of an unpopular joke, though, but but it might make you laugh. Oh, <laughs> okay. Is this a you trying out your new tight five or what? No, no, no not really. Um, um, it's it, 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 it's a, actually a reflection on the human condition, I think. Um, okay, go for it. But, Why not? Okay, so uh, this chap uh, uh, walks walks up to the Queen and says, uh, um, "Well, you're so much different from us, you know, and you're, you're so upper class and everything." And she says, "Well, yes, yes, of course, but yes, but one understands, right?" And the guy goes, presses a bit more and goes, "Well, you know." Um, how, you know, how would you explain this difference? And the Queen says to him, well, well, uh, one is uh, cut, cut from an upper crust, let's say. <laughs> but, he, but he pushes a little bit more and he goes, but, 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 but is there any real difference? And she <laughs> says, no, we all shit on the same pot. <laughs> <laughs> She ain't so, lying. I, she no, ain't she lying. ain't. And that's the human condition. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. So I'll leave you with that. Thank you very much. Okay, well, thank you, Roger. I think that's a good place to to wrap it up, too. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much for calling, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. No worries. All right. Take care. Um, so as, as you all heard, uh, we all shit on the same pot. Every one of us, including the people who are currently at the top, who depend on the divisions between us, who depend on a continued sort of exploitation of, of people's labor to generate their own capital, um, who depend on creating political divisions between us and then enacting the same policies as each other. Uh, They shit in the same pot too. Uh, 
people in different communities, whether they're in a minority group, whether no matter what gender they are, no matter what race, whatever, they all shit in the same pot or everyone shits, right? That's a book. Everybody poops. It's true. Uh, and I think part of what sort of bothered me about this story is that if I take it as an authentic story, um, these 31 people in this Patriot Front group and these people who are passing these bills in Florida that are the anti-gay bills and the people who are specifically calling out Lawrence v. Texas in this decision that's overturning Roe v. Wade is that these people are trying to convince us that somehow LGBTQ people or other people don't actually shit in that same pot. That they're not just as human as you. That they're some group that somehow has power and that somehow controls, has been controlling the culture of America to such an extent that our democracy is not functioning. And all that is, honestly, if you start believing in that, you're covered in the shit of the people who are actually ruling you. Because that's all their shit. Because their pot is positioned above you. And it rains down like a little poop shower. <laughs> and it, you could start believing in their bullshit. But it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Somebody without power cannot somehow be responsible for all the problems going on in your life. And just because you can look back and try to equate yourself with some George Washington-ass motherfucker because you're of some fake European race or whatever the fuck that is, like, once you start buying into that, you're just sucking down the shit of the people in power abusing you. That's it. And it doesn't need to be that way. Because if even someone like Dakota Myers can recognize humanity of his enemy, his quote-unquote enemy, when he's bashing some kid's head in with a rock, even if he recognizes that, what's to stop us from recognizing that in each other? Especially when we're all in positions where we're in that exploited class. We're in the class of people being shit on. That's easy to see. Look, I think we can do better. I really do. But I think it's going to require some of us just recognizing that idea that, like, look, the people in power are abusing you. And anytime that they're trying to abuse another group and then blame that group for your abuse, you should see through that. You don't have to like a single thing about any other, like, person or whatever. Like, that's a whole other discussion. We can get into all that and break that down, but I get it. We all have, like, propaganda that's been put upon us for a long time, whether it's from, you know, uh, the culture or some kind of religion or whatever. There's parts of you. I mean, there, there are things that you can start believing in that, that make you realize that, like, something's unnatural or someone's not worthy or someone's not, like, deserving of protection. But anytime you get groups of people who are targeting people who are in positions of, of, of the same sort of exploitation that you're under 
then it's a fucking ruse. Uh, you got to see through that game. You got to see through it. There's a reason why if you're going to be like a socialist or a communist or someone who believes in mass movement, there's a reason why you have to fight for everybody. Because that's the first move. The first move of power is to get you thinking that like somehow there's something innate about you that makes you actually closer and more worthy to be the boot, to, to have the power than there are about these other people who are whatever. Like, they're just dividing you. They're just dividing you. Don't let them. You done been here tonight. Like, you've been listening to the people calling in and everything. Do they seem that different from us, from you? Everyone's in here talking about, we're making some weird joke about, I beg thee for butt sex. I don't even know how the fuck we got here. But, like, we're just chilling. Everybody shits on the same pot. And it's going to be our job, I hope, going forward, to look at the sort of systemic abuses that are happening and to remember, one, that they shouldn't get to shit on us, and two, that they shit. And if they shit, then that system that they've assembled, those positions which they hold, that power which they cling on to, is, it's just as human. It's not above us. I beg thee, I beg thee to be good to yourself and each other. Don't let this shit don't, don't don't buy their bullshit. And that's it. That's all we got today. I appreciate everyone who came out. Thank you. And I hope you enjoyed your stay at the Fred Hampton Inn and Suites. See you next week.